Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. So, uh, today's podcast, episode number 208, is inspired by my level of curiosity by uh, what's going on in Brazil. I'm a, I'm a big, uh, if you follow my content, I'm a big fan of Ayrton Senna. I fell in love with this guy. Watch his podcast a few hundred times. Uh, the more I watch his documentary, the more I fall in love with uh, how the people loved him. I, I love this guy so much to the point where I named my daughter after him. My daughter's name is Senna, S-E-N-N-A, named after Ayrton Senna. So I started tweeting about Brazil, what's going on, and I wanted to invite some people to come down here and talk. And I was watching all these videos. Is it true? Is it not? Is it fake? Is it real? Is it a conspiracy? What is really going on in Brazil? You know, it's a certain words you can't talk about. And then all of a sudden, I read an article talking about the director of CIA went and visited Brazil last year to talk about Bolsonaro. You cannot challenge the elections. And I said, why is the USA meddling in the Brazilian election by sending the director of CIA? And this is documented. That's a little bit weird. And then seeing the fact that China is uh, looking at Brazil as a country to take over, and that's a little too close to America. This concerns me as a businessman. This concerns me as a family man. I wanted to learn more. I posted. I said, who would you suggest me having on the podcast? We got a bunch of lists. We looked at them. We invited people from both sides. Unfortunately, we only... Uh, some people from uh, 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 the left didn't want to come down. So today we have two guests here with us, and I want him. Uh, I want to properly introduce these folks. One, I got a friend of mine here, who also runs one of our offices in uh, PHP from Honduras. One of my favorite guys, one of the smartest guys we got in the company. Very, very successful businessman from New York to Florida. Marvin, it's great to have you on. This is the first one right, we're doing. Here, uh, secondly, we have uh, two guests here. One is Rodrigo. Constantine, who is the president of the Brazilian Liberal Institute and a founding member of the Institute Millennium. Uh, he's uh, written many books. One of the books is called es Esquerda Caviar, which means caviar left. Great title, by the way. Uh, he graduated in 98 from a, uh, from a Pontifical Catholic University of uh, Rio de Janeiro. And in 2000, he obtained a Master's of Business Administration in Finance from uh, IPMEC in Rio de Janeiro as well, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It is. Thank you for being on. And we also have Paulo uh, Figueredo. It's hard. It's, it's Figueredo. Figueredo. Uh, on, by the way, it's a, uh, uh, that last name is known in Brazil because he is the former, he is the grandson of the former president, Joa. Am I saying Joao. 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 Same last name, Figueredo. And uh, he is a businessman, economist, and journalist. He holds a specialization in business, international relations, and political economy from the London School of Economics, certification American government from Harvard University, and in microeconomics from MIT. So thank you for being a guest on the podcast. My pleasure. So uh, look, as an American, we have so much already going on in America to keep track of what's going on from here. I'm from Iran, so I track what's going on with Iran. I'm Armenian. So I'm watching what's going on in Armenia, and I'm a Syrian, I'm a businessman, so I'm keeping track with the economy. I don't have time to track what else is going on in many of these other countries, but because we run the podcast, because the world is becoming smaller today, we're all connected, uh, I, I want to learn a little bit more about what's going on with Brazil. So um, Lula wins uh, the election according to the data that the world gets. I think it's like 50, 
0.9% to 49.1%, some numbers like that that you see all over the place. Some are saying this is not accurate. The Supreme Court was involved. There's a lot of different things. Why don't you help us give us a little bit of understanding of what's going on in Brazil right now? Well, you, you got to go back a little bit in history to understand that the Lula was the president uh, and his party. They were in power for 13 years in Brazil, okay, from 2003 to 2015. And then uh, uh, his successor, a uh, uh, lady uh, called Juma Rousseff, she was impeached for defrauding public accounts, okay? Um, and in the meantime, the largest corruption scandal in, I think, the history of the world was being investigated, and most of Lula's minister and Dilma's minister were being arrested and investigated. You're talking about Operation Car Wash. Operation Car yeah. Wash, that's correct. correct. And... Um, so the, Duma wasn't impeached because of Operation Car Wash. She was impeached f by defrauding public accounts, but uh, it was all connected because you had we had large, large demonstrations on the streets in Brazil. Large, I mean, probably among the largest in the world's history. We were together in many of them, uh, and was a succession of demonstrations. So then she was impeached. We got a um, her vice president uh, took over. Going a little more to the center, uh, Michel or Michel, M Michel Temer. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and um, <clears throat> in 2018 we had elections, so everyone thought that Brazil would get uh, a president from the center left, because Brazil for many years had a division between the center left, uh, PSDB is a, is a party, center left party, right. social democrat party, in Brazil, and PT the Workers Party. Okay. So Bolsonaro got elected, and that was a big surprise. He got stabbed in the middle of the election. Uh, he was stabbed by a, he was attacked by a leftist activist, um, a case that was never properly investigated because, uh, well, the, the, the federal police. The clips of it are out there, by the way. Well, he's being yes. carried by somebody, and then he gets stabbed in the chest. And he nearly died. He yeah. nearly died. He went through uh, several surgeries. Um, the, the case was never properly uh, investigated, but they concluded that he was a lone wolf. Okay, uh, although, well, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into this rabbit hole. Okay, uh, the point is he got elected, and immediately after he got elected, the establishment was in shock. He was in shock, and I'm talking about a guy that has similarities to Donald Trump in the United States. Very, it was he was a very uh, S small congressman in Brazil, not part of any big parties, was always like sidelined, uh, and 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 that was weird. Uh, the press hated him because most of his policies were very conservative and ve very not only conservatives but national populist. Okay, if you if you want to call it that way, uh, and and the establishment started to fight him. So now we have a second actor, which is very important in Brazil, which is the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court in Brazil is very powerful to the point that Americans could never understand. And it's even hard for us in Brazil to understand how they became so powerful because it's not within the Constitution, the amount of power they have right now. So they immediately tried to undermine a lot of things he was doing. By the way, just, just to, and I, and I want you to continue because this is very good narrative so everybody understand. In U.S. right now, it's five to four on, right. The, on the right. 
Is it true that in Brazil it's a nine to two, uh, nine uh, to two? So eight of the current Supreme Court justices, uh, we have eleven in total. Mm -hmm. Eight of them were appointed by the well, seven by the Workers Party. Correct me if I'm wrong. Lula. Seven by the Workers Party, uh, and Lula and Dilma. Yep. And another one, which is Alexandre de Moraes, was appointed by Michel Temer, which was the vice president of Duma. Okay. And, and before he continues, just one thing that is important. They are not judges. You don't need to be a judge to become a justice in the Supreme Court in Brazil. What do you mean by that? They are you, not judges. You have to be an attorney. Some, some of them. An attorney. Legal but, background, but yeah, you don't have to be a judge. Legal background, but not a judge. Got yeah. All right. They, they say you have, to be, you have to have notable knowledge of the law. Okay. okay. Who, who elects him? Is it similar to U.S. where you're Same president? System. Okay, Same got system. it. But but there's a difference with him. So by the way, shout out, to, you know, credit to Lula for flipping seven because Trump flipped right. three. So many times when a president flips, and I, and I want you to give us how it was done, but many times a lot of people sit there and say, well, Trump won an election one term. He's a one-term president, but he's the only guy that's ever flipped three seats. So it, whether the left or the right that does that, you can control for 20 years. So they flipped seven. Whether they flipped seven or not, proper way, I don't know that. But it's it's a it, it was it was improperly. They they the president can the in Brazil, differently from the U.S., uh, the justice retired. So they changed the law a little bit to make them retire a little bit earlier. But okay, that's that was done at least interesting following the law. But that was not the the the, the whole problem. The problem is that the the Senate was under corruption. Mensalon, yes. Mensalon is the name of the, uh, like a, a monthly payment, corrupt payment, and uh, they approved the names. One of them, uh, Paulo mentioned that you, you need to show some knowledge, legal knowledge and all that. One of them tried to be a judge and failed twice. Yes. And he, he was, failed the test. He, and, and he was an attorney sure. from the, the PT, the Labour Party, the Work Party. Yeah. So he was very connected to Lula and Girceu and all the names. And, and he was approved because the Senate was under corruption. That's important to me. By the way, guys, for, for the people that don't know, because that, that statement about uh, Bolsonaro and Trump having so many similarities, can you highlight some of them so that people can understand why did he ended up with that label? Yeah, he's anti-establishment. That's a, the main okay. thing. Okay. He's a national populist kind of guy. Mm -hmm. uh, very uh, high popularity. And, uh, pro guns. Uh, yeah. So very, populism, very not capitalism. No, no. He he he's pro capitalism. Mm -hmm. uh, globalization against globalism. Mm -hmm. uh, he's pro gun. He's uh, against abortion. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very right wing. Uh, pro family, family family values and all that. Christian. Freedom. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So go back to your Supreme Court while you were going through it. So Supreme Court happens. I want to later on come back to Alexandre de Mor uh, Moraes. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious about him and another one as well. But please continue. Well, so uh, Rodrigo brought a very good point. So under PTs, the Workers' Party uh, government, um, they controlled Congress by two different ways. So in the beginning, they did a thing called mensalon. Mensalon means a monthly payment. Okay. So they found out. And that was, I'm, just, I'm talking about public records, okay? People were convicted. It's not a <laughs> crazy uh, yeah. uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory, okay? That's, I'm talking about public records, people being tried. Even the head minister of Lula was tried by the Supreme Court in 2007, I guess, or something like that. And he was convicted. The main, the chief of, uh, the, the 
chief of civil cabinet, uh, and, and Lula was convicted, and uh, several other ministers. So it's, it's a thing. It happened. They were bribing uh, congressmen, taking money, laundering money, from, um, uh, from um, uh, public companies. So they was used to uh, create these phony contracts with public companies, mostly uh, advertising contracts. Uh, a, a guy uh, named Var- Marcos Valerio used to withdraw the money, like cash, and, and give uh, cash to congressmen that voted with the government. So that's, uh, and it was a good point that he brought up. Uh, that was a, one of the ways they got the the they they were able to appoint as many justices as they wanted because they had the Congress they controlled both houses with bribe okay uh, then this was discovered and, and and that was that was a problem in Brazil we don't know how but Lula got reelected even after all this I don't know if people I don't know if our elections were corrupted back then as well we, no one knows because it was the same system. Okay, but he got reelected, and when he got reelected, he tried a different method. This this method it was the one that was investigated in Operation Car Wash, which was also getting money from from public companies. That's why it's so important to privatize everything. Uh, they got money from public companies, and instead of giving cash to congressmen, they used the money to finance campaigns. Okay, under the table, everything under the table. So this way they controlled uh, both houses. But anyways, back to the impeachment, impeachment, then Supreme Court. So Supreme. And just one information to illustrate what he's saying. There's one politician very close to to Lula and all that. Mm -hmm. They found ten million dollars in cash at his home. Ten million dollars in cash, and (laughs) so that's what was going on in Brazil that time. Yeah, it was it was very corrupt to the point that the following. Uh, strongman in in Lula's and Dilma's government, uh, a guy called Antonio Palocci. He was a former Ministry of uh, Economy and then Ministry of uh, Civil Cabinet. He, on his uh, collaboration with the justice, his deal, plea deal with the, he said he stated that there was no deed on Lula's administration or Dilma's administration that was not. Uh, tainted by corruption. So everything that the government did, everything. You wanted a law approved? Okay, give me a percentage. Uh, you want uh, to get this contract? Give me a percentage. This, this is how, So Brazil was completely, completely uh, under the mud of corruption. Okay? This, this was what's going on. If we, if we want to stay there for a second... And let's just highlight a, a little bit more deeper Operation Car Wash, okay? I'll tell you what I... This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply found and then you tell me if this is correct or if you want to add anything to it okay so operation car wash uh uh biggest corruption in history of brazil ever uh i believe the world yeah Yeah. i mean i've heard world i've heard obviously brazil but it's it's political biggest corruption you read about uh then the people know what's happening the some of the people that voted for lula they say everybody steals from us but we like this guy you know at least this guy gives us some of the money that he's also stealing he gives it to us as well that's what I've heard some people say. Now, that may be right or wrong. Uh, when this took place, there was this uh, perfect place where they were building this ambitious energy project, Itabori, uh, in Brazil, estimated to create 200,000 jobs. It was 45 kilometers, square kilometers. And during this time, when they're going through this uh, project, it caused Lula to uh, go to jail for 12 years, which he only did 580 days, give or take, at this federal police headquarters in the city of uh, Curitiba, if I'm not mistaken, his successor Dilma was impeached. Uh, then her successor Michel was charged for corruption. The former CEO of Odebrecht, Marcelo Odebrecht, went to jail for 19 years. The case showed that the company paid 788 million dollars in bribes in connection with more than 100 projects in 12 different countries from 2001 to 2006. Elique Batista, which at one point was the richest man with a net worth of $35 billion in 2012. The next year, his net worth goes from $35 billion to $200 million. The following year, according to Bloomberg, in 2014, his net worth is minus $1 billion. He went to jail for 30 years. In 2016, 11 projects were stalled in Brazil alone due to this corruption. 17 projects were stalled in seven other countries, Cuba, Guatemala, Honduras, Dominican Republic, Colombia, Peru, Venezuela, Argentina. One irrigation project in Peru where three former presidents were accused of taking money from Obrecht, and eventually this Operation Car Wash scandal cost Brazilians 500,000 jobs. Now, here's the thing. If something like this happens, and Lula's name is tied to it, when he left, you see the numbers, his popularity was 80%, 90%. You read stats like that. How does a person like this come back and is able to run and win? Because, you know, in America, they'll say, well, look at Biden's corruption, look what they've done, look. Biden's never done time in jail. We don't have presidents that have done jail time in U.S. and come back and get, they get elected. Some people want to have many of our presidents go to jail. Some people say that guy belongs in jail. This guy belongs in jail. But this guy actually went to jail and he got caught stealing money and bribery and he wins. How does that happen that, in a country like Brazil? That's a very good question, Patrick. And I think we need to go to the media to answer that. Like a, a lot of similarities, what uh, what's going on in Brazil, that what happened two years ago in the United States. So uh, the narrative they have is that Bolsonaro, just like Trump, is a huge threat to democracy. 
he's a fascist, he's gonna uh, uh, took power and never leave and all that. So with this narrative, the media goes against Bolsonaro in every detail, like with very fake news narratives. And, uh, and by the same way, uh, by, at the same time, uh, the Supreme Court releases Lula, finds that the judge responsible for his first uh, condemnation, he, he was convicted, uh, he was uh, considered guilty, guilt, but uh, in the first decision, uh, Sergio Moro, the, the judge uh, behind the, the car wash operation, he's fine, like, uh, uh, he, he, he's uh, suspicious, he's, he, he has political interests. So uh, they release Lula, and after many years, they kind of uh, find a problem with the zip code. Oh, Lula was not supposed to be judged by the car wash operation, the legal system in Curitiba. He was supposed to be judged in Brasilia, uh, and they find it uh, four or five years later. And then they considered Lula uh, able to run again, which was not possible by law. In Brazil, so to understand and to answer uh, what what's going on in Brazil, and to answer your question, it's very important to understand that the whole system, and I mean uh, the Supreme Court, the, the the Congress, and the media, the 90% of the media, they were trying to help Lula go back to power because they want Bolsonaro out of it. They they want to get rid of Bolsonaro. That's the first goal. So they try many different names in the center-left. Paulo mentioned that there's kind of uh, uh, a fight uh, among the left. They try many names in the center-left. No one worked because they, they don't have the popularity. And Lula still has some, especially in the, the poor parts of Brazil. So they try many names, and then they came with Lula with this kind of rigged decisions uh, to, to get rid of Bolsonaro. That's what happened. And and you 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 ask uh, if we hold mostly the same opinions, uh, and when we do, I think that's the area we differ a little bit, uh, because I agree with ninety nine percent of what he said. So what happens is that the establishment noticed after Bolsonaro got elected, they were so surprised, and they were like, "What's going on? What 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 the hell's going on here?" The Russia collusion was not a thing in Brazil, but WhatsApp uh, and robots uh, and uh, the same the same excuses to why this guy, which they portrayed as the devil himself, how how this guy got elected. So they were like, okay, who can beat this guy? No one. So the, the like he mentioned, the center guys, they were like dull politically, no big names. And they were, okay, uh, I think we need to reestablish uh, Lula's reputation. So he was, a, and, and I agree with him, it was uh, uh, a union between the media, the mainstream media, big role in that, big role. They shifted 180 degrees. So you get the same news anchors like Jornal Nacional, main, like our uh, CBS Evening News, okay? Glo Global? Is Global, yeah, yes. Global. You get William Bonner, yep. the same guy that was like, Lula was convicted of corruption. To two years later, he was like, oh, Lula, you've been acquitted in all courts. It's like, no, you, you have not. So what happened is that, yes, so the media, the Supreme Court with the justice appointed by Lula, and the elites, I'm talking about financial markets as well, the academia, 
everyone, the whole establishment, they all got together and say, we got to we gotta support Lula. And that's how they rebranded and reestablished Lula's reputation. But that being said, that was only possible, in my humble opinion, because Operation Car Wash became a power grab in, in, the, middle, in the middle of it. Okay, but, they, but, but they lost their ways. But, but I have a question for both of you guys, Please. you know what I mean? Because this is, this is, there's a very important statistic that he's providing right now. He gets out of office after being elected not once, but twice, with 83% approval. So if you have to make an assessment and share with us, what, what would you say that he actually did right during the time that he was a president to come out with that kind of... Because right now, right now, Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro is, is, is but, a, but a 50%, a which represents, you know what I mean, the, the, the country's divided. But he obviously did a few things right for the whole country. What would you no, the, say? The country that, is divided, and yeah. if you look at the poor parts of the Brazil, yeah. that's where Lula still has uh, some relevance. But the, to answer you, it's important to go back to 2003 Correct. and remember what happened to the world. It was uh, chi the China play. Like uh, Brazil is a commodities uh, uh, country. We export a lot of uh, uh, food and all that. Uh, so, and, and China is a main partner. So uh, what happened is that Brazil was able to inflate its economy. It was not sustainable. And that's very important to understand because what happened after Lula gave money to everybody and the credit was a very... Uh, let, me, let me give you a number, okay, to, to what he's saying. Mm -hmm. uh, when Lula took office, uh, Brazil, the federal government budget was 600, roughly 600 billion Brazilian hash, okay? Mm -hmm. When Dilma was impeached, the federal budget was 1.4 trillion. So they, the, the, one of the reasons is because of what Rodrigo is saying, because of the wealth, the, the exporting commodities to China and, and the development of the country, the federal government had more than twice as, as much money as they used to during Lula's and Dilma's uh, yeah. term. And even though G Dilma was a, a huge failure, but people... Uh, don't necessarily uh, associate it with Lula. So that that's part of the answer. But to tell you the truth, I don't believe Lula has this kind of popularity right now. We don't see that on the streets. We right. see Bolsonaro's offense, but we don't see Lula's. The the issue is that a, a lot, especially the, the upper classes, they hate Bolsonaro. So the, the vote... To vote in Lula is not necessarily to want him back. It's that you want Bolsonaro out of it. So it, that's part of the and, answer. And I understand what you're saying, but but remove China for a moment, right? And, and, and I understand everything that you're saying in terms of that injection of capital, everything comes out. The fact of the matter, I want to go back to that point. It's important, though, right? Because what, what we're trying to do is we want to make sure that we, we do have an honest approach to the whole situation mm -hmm. right now. You know what I mean? By the way, I was born in Honduras, so I know corruption and I'm willing to accept that. A lot easier than most people, I think, in this country and even Latin America right now are behaving naively when it comes to this point. However, however, it can't just be China, though. He was able to do a number of things wrong. So I'm asking you, can you name a few things that you will say that he actually did right? I can. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think uh, Bolsa Familia, which is a... a, a, a a program of social wel welfare uh, distribution. And so it was like a food stamp program mm -hmm. in Brazil. He implemented that. It, it was uh, most people were against it. I was as well in the beginning. I was more 
um, on the liberal side of the economy. You were younger. Younger, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, and and uh, it was that was that was a good program. It was very important uh, program to Brazil for people uh, there are in uh, desperate condition. Uh, and again, because he had more money, he was able to do a lot of uh, public projects. And that, that's a lot of it. But the, the main reason, if you ask me the main reason, I would have to tell you. So Reuters, okay, they publish a report every year about the trust in the media, okay, how much people trust in the media. If you, if you get the numbers in the U.S. right now, they're around 20%. 20% of the people trust the mainstream media most of the time. That's the, that's the the general number in the US. If you if you take Republicans, this number is under 10% right now. In Brazil, in 2009, okay, under Lula's government, that number was 70%. Right now it's 48 this year. So media media media's trust is plummeting in Brazil right now. But it's still 48%. 48% of Brazilian people trust the media, which is extremely liberal or leftist to be more precise. I know you interviewed Jordan Peterson. I like mm-hmm. to be precise mm-hmm. with my speech. <laughs> uh, so, so and, and global, because of the wrong reasons, they want money. To tell you the truth, that's what's behind it. They want money. Bolsonaro was not given as much money as Lula. So uh, they, they, they are against Bolsonaro. Global lies every day to the public, and there is a huge influence. And Marvin, you mentioned Honduras, and it's very important to understand that in Latin America, and look at the, our neighbors in Brazil. They, they are all left-wing right now. They are ve- very radical left-wing uh, governments right now. The Foro de São Paulo is very important to understand. Lula started it in, nine, in the 90s uh, with uh, Fidel Castro. And uh, uh, there, there are uh, uh, many poor people in Brazil. Uh, they don't know uh, a lot about communism, uh, so it's it's easy to to attract those kind of people in Brazil with those lies, with populism, and that's what happened. So Lula is still a little bit popular, but we don't see that on the streets. That's very important to 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 bring here because uh, we see the numbers. Is Joe Biden popular? Do you think Joe Biden is popular? The most popular president of all time who got 81 million votes. <laughs> yeah. But let me do this. It's let me amazing. Go, let, me, let me go do this. What Good I want to what I want to find out is I want to find out a little bit more about how Bolsonaro created all this momentum, who the best president uh, like the Lincoln or the Reagan or the JFK of Brazil is. I want to go kind of learn a little bit about history. I go to a Brazilian restaurant every Sunday, and I always ask these guys, tell me about Brazil. What's going on with this? And they're all Brazilian. It's the, uh, uh, what do you call the model where they keep bringing Barbecue. Ah, I, I love that, yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to go a little bit more into history, but let's first give a quick shout-out to our sponsors here, Fund and Grow. Uh, these guys came to my attention. You know, We started looking at these guys and what they're doing as a small business owner. It's very important to have your finances in the right place and protect yourself because you know, your money is what allows you to live and survive to be able to build your business. So they grabbed my attention. It's a small business built by uh, uh, helping other small businesses thrive. They offer a 12-month business credit card stacking uh, membership that gives entrepreneurs and small businesses an alternative to traditional funding. Over the last 15 years, Funding Grow has cultivated a way to separate your business finances from your credit and prevent the risk of your personal assets as collateral. Throughout the membership, Funding Grow maintains the credit cards at zero percent interest so that you can effortlessly manage your day-to-day businesses without giving up any kind of equity. So outside of that, if you don't have a business... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. But you have an idea, they're also going to help you set up a complimentary LLC and sole proprietorship, saving you money with lawyers and attorneys you have to pay for. So first thing we look at is anytime we do a company that wants to work with us, we look at their reviews to see what the market says about them. You can simply Google them. They got 2,400 uh, 4.9 stars out of 5, which is very, very impressive. Great reviews from their clients. So I want you to check out their in-depth business credit card masterclass by their CORE page, which we'll put the link below. Uh, you can go to Fund and Grow, spell that, fundandgrow.com forward slash PBD to watch the educational webinar. And when you sign up today, you'll get a $500 off their 12-month funding program, which, by the way, is a tax write-off for your business. Again, that's www.fundandgrow.com forward slash PBD. Go check out their webinar. And once you do, you'll get $500 off your membership. They've helped over 30,000 businesses, and they can help you as well. Let's put the link below for folks to go visit them. So, Lula. 83% popularity. I go back and I look at some of the stuff with this guy to see what he did. In the 80s when he's coming up, he's a lathe uh, 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 operator in a factory. Okay, it's what he was doing. Uh, but he was a uh, c- community organizer, right? Became the president of Meta Lurigis Union. Uh, this was at the time where they were holding many strikers, you know, for the workers. And he was kind of like a... Uh, I don't want to say Jimmy Hoffa, but he was a union uh, name going out there. Hey, it's not fair. This is not enough money. We let's strike. Let's do this. So he kept uh, encouraging people to strike. But then in 1990, when uh, Fernando Color de Melo won, this I think this was his first time losing or second time. He's lost a few times uh, uh, for a bid for presidency. He started Sao Paulo Forum in Brazil, which was officially created by Fidel Castro and Luis Inacio uh, with with him. So in a time like this, and the whole outcome was, hey, organization is going to bring people together from political parties and leftist organization from all over Latin America and the Caribbean where with a very clear and public plan of power with what they want to do. Anyways, so when they created this at the time in Brazil, how was how did Brazil view Fidel Castro at this time? Did the people see him as a hero? Did they see him as a man, this guy cares about the poor people, and if Lula's going to be like that, or was there not momentum created yet for Lula? It, good point. Listen, uh, in Br- Brazil is very divided in terms of uh, the political view and all that. Fidel Castro is a hero for a lot of people, especially in the universities <laughs> so and, and the upper classes. They love like a, the, this narrative. Oh, a guy that went against a dictator, uh, dictatorship uh, uh, and, and took power to help people, and they love that. So the education in Cuba, uh, the 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 social uh, health in Cuba, free healthcare, uh, yeah, freedom of care. They they love this narrative, but uh, it, well, it, nowadays I think they understand, uh, uh, at least the majority, they understand it sucks. So uh, and and just for you to understand, during the uh, many years, there's one, there was only one guy that we both uh, know, and and he passed away a few years ago, and he was very important to the right movement, 
Olavo de Carvalho, there was only one guy in the media talking about this, the Foro de São Paulo. Only him. And, and in the mainstream media, they, they were treating it as a, a conspiracy theory. Like, no, that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> the, the left is not united to bring back to Latin America what they lost in, the, in, in Europe. So they, they thought it was a, a lie. But yeah, many people still think uh, Fidel Castro is a kind of hero. And, uh, but uh, with the social media, uh, now many, many people can understand better what's going on in Cuba and all that. So th there was no, it's important for you guys to understand, there was no right-wing movement in Brazil uh, back then. And, and we are talking about less than a decade ago. There was no right-wing movement. There were only one guy there, one another guy there, and that's it. Is it is it fair to say, like when I read about both of these guys, of politicians in the history of uh, Brazil, the two most strongest personalities who are loud, who are you know charismatic, it's these two, Bolsonaro and Lula. Is that a fair assessment? Where they're very good at selling their vision and casting their vision and speaking to their base, and historically, there's not been even J.K., who's known as your goat. You know, he's one of the greatest presidents you guys have had. You know, they, they view him as somebody. A lot of people tell me this based on what I'm reading. Maybe you may correct me on that. You don't typically hear somebody that is, you know, they're more, more poised the way they speak. You know, hey, here's what we do. This is what Brazil's all about. So was that one of the reasons why both of these guys got the kind of love that they got? I guess so. Yeah, uh, and, and they were both both populists, but I have a different different flavors of populism. Mm -hmm. But to the sense that they appeal to the common man more than to the to the establishment. But I have to say, uh, I've never seen anyone like Bolsonaro in in the sense of how much people likes him. It's even more than people likes Donald Trump, uh, which is really? impressive. Which is impressive. And why do, I, why do you think? And that I've is? been in both in rallies of both of them, and and I met both of them as well. And I have to say, I I think people. People look at Bolsonaro because Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He's the billionaire in a skyscraper in New York. He's not a common man. He talks and appeals to the common man, but he's not a common guy. So Bolsonaro is the guy that eats in the steakhouse and drops farofa flour on his lap. It's like it's very and he he sincere. He's yeah, very it, sincere. People people see you honesty. get you you get what you pay for. Like you can trust him. He's being genuine, and it's very different from uh, mainstream uh, politicians. Like, it's it's not like Donald Trump Palace that has gold and everything. It's more like. If you, he's a, so first time I talked to him, he was wearing a jersey, watching a game, like with its belly up. It's, just, it's like what? It's this guy's, it's, this guy's the president, and uh, and he's that's the way he is, and it's really people say. So I met Donald Trump, yeah, uh, and he is exactly the same guy that you see on TV. Yes, but that guy is not. A regular common man, American uh, blue collar worker. Bolsonaro is a regular Brazilian guy. They're like soccer, yeah. uh, ordinary guy. Yeah. Ordinary. But, but but even the way you get to promote yourself, though, when you're running for an election, especially a presidential election, there's some very specific restrictions in Brazil that we don't have here, right? So can can, can you go into that a little bit also? Because I think that most people don't know that in here you can just go raise on capital, get some money. 
and, and you're up and running promoting yourself. Uh, Bolsonaro did not have the ability to promote himself when he was running for the first time because he's got to be organized in a very specific way. How does it work, though, and what did he have to do to overcome that very specific limitation? He couldn't go to regular media. He couldn't go and to And he didn't media. spend money. He right. won a presidential election with like four million. What one, one million? But that's because right. he, yeah. less, less, less than one million dollars. Even even yes. if he yes. wanted, Pat, less than even, even if he wanted to. By the way, even if he wanted to, he couldn't because the media, the sound restrictions, oh, media-wise, yes, right? Yes, you need the parties. That's Co the first, correct. You have to be organized. First restriction, it's, it's yes. Correct. You need the parties. Uh, they it, use need public to be money. In one party in Brazil. Yeah. You yeah. Can, can't run as an independent. Correct. Yeah. That's the law in Brazil. How many, how many parties are there? 31. Many. 31. Many. 31. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. But you need a party, and the party uses uh, public, public money. Taxpayers' yeah. money, yeah. yeah. So, who's, so can I go campaign and raise a billion and a half or two billion like no, Hillary reason. Clinton, Obama? No. no. You can't. No. There's no more uh, company uh, money anymore. They, they, they passed the law. Of, Many years ago, who, who passed after the law? Ca after car wash, actually, who passed yes. the law? The the the, 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 the Congress. The, the Congress. Congress. Okay, what do you guys think about the fact that money can't be involved in politics? Well, I think it's worse to have uh, public money, <laughs> like, uh, tax taxpayers' money. So public so, money can be, private money oh, can't. be. Yes, I believe the figure oh, well, now is four, four billion. No, 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 that's bullshit. I agree. Worse. So you want to use my money to go campaign for your election? Yes. For the guys you don't want to vote. Isn't this the replacement so of I'm, Lula? I'm, I'm she did that, right? She yes. used a bunch of the money and she got caught exactly. using the money. Yeah, exactly. I got you. So, okay. So uh, going back for the question you asked, because that's very important if you can address no, the question. No, it's very important yeah. to understand what, what happened this election. Because I, I think you were talking about 2018, first time he was elected. Correct, correct. The there first was, time. There was the, the, the knife issue, and, and that helped him a lot. But this time, the, uh, we have in Brazil uh, uh, electoral justice. Correct. Like it's a branch of uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, three justices uh, from the Supreme Court uh, takes uh, uh, they, they control the, the this electoral justice. And, and it's very important what he's saying that Brazil system is very different from the U.S. U.S. has a state election system. Okay, yeah. in Brazil it's so centralized yeah. into an all powerful court. Yes. Okay. This court has all the power, and, and we can get into the details on how they even uh, became more powerful during this election. They gave themselves more yeah. powers, which is a different subject. But the system, it's first, all electronic, no paper trails, okay? Everything is done through a machine. Uh, and it's all centralized in a superior electoral court. The court is composed by judges and justices. So the main guys are three guys from the Supreme Court. And then we're going to come to Alexander de Moraes. This is the most important name here today. I think so. Yeah. So uh, he was the one... Him uh, and Sergio Moro. I want to know about Sergio Moro. Yeah, but yeah. let's start off with Alexander first. No, because this guy is like, seriously. Like, he's a, but where did he go? Because he's a bad, bad guy from James my, Bond my, my, my question, before we move on to that, though, my question is, he absolutely couldn't compete at the same level. So where no. did he go? He had to go... Do, do you mean on this There's election another, or That first one. First one, he gets elected. He doesn't have the structure. He he, he yeah. doesn't have the organization. So he doesn't have access to the money. He yeah. goes where? Social media, doesn't it? Yeah, social media. So that's okay. another similarity at, at his with home, Donald Trump. Yeah. He actually yes. gets elected. But he doesn't have the money. money. Correct. Trump. He, he did it with a million dollars. With a million dollars. He yeah, was yeah, at yeah. his place. We're not talking he about was a small country. Correct. No, he was at his place. He took a microphone 
uh, a cheap cell phone. <laughs> turn on the camera in a cheap cell phone. Correct. It was like, uh, hi, my name is Bolsonaro, and that's it. Yeah. And like million, millions of, of views. And it was very organic, very uh, natural what happened. Yeah. No, he's, he's a juggernaut on social media. He's, uh, I, I, don't, I have never seen anyone like him, not even Donald Trump. It's unbelievable. The, the, the level of engagement that people... Yeah. Uh, what, which one does he use? So he's got a YouTube all channel, of them, right? He's got four or five million. Yeah. What, is, he, is he all across like yeah, Facebook? Because Trump was mainly Twitter and Facebook. No, he's, he's all across. He's, it, he has a weekly live on Thursdays. He used to uh, have a weekly live on Thursdays that would always get a lot of views. Where is he right now? Home. He's in Brazil right yes. now. No, he is. And his content is live. YouTube lets it play. They don't take his content. No, out. they took no, they several. Took, they took. Okay. And, 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 and his uh, supporters as well. So that that was that that. But that was after 2018. Yes. 2018. Remember, 2018 was before 2020. That's when social media, big tech went crazy. 2020. Okay. Before that. And it's a very uh, another similarity with the United States. After Bolsonaro won, doing this in 2018 with one million dollars in social media, they got together the system and decided we cannot allow that to happen again. So we need to fight fake news and all that. And they started the censorship that we have right now in Brazil. We are under censorship. That's very important to understand. The, uh, the it's Congress- the same thing. Tr Trusted News Initiative, uh, all the, the fact-checking, international fact-checking. Even worse, Paulo, even worse, because now we have legal decisions. Oh, that's, that's a different- Yeah, that's a different level. So we have the, the congressman, uh, Nicolas Ferreira. He's a, a Bolsonarista. And uh, he's very young, and he, he, he was the 1.5 million votes. He was the, the best uh, candidate elected in, in, in this election right now. He's under censorship in Brazil. His uh, social media... I don't, I don't want to get sidelined here, but th there's a difference between the censorship in the U.S. and the censorship in, in, in Brazil, okay? The, the big tech censorship in the United States is private. It's protected by the First Amendment. It's something no one knows how to fix yet, but it's... I own Twitter. I'm Elon Musk. I want you out of my company. It's the same thing. You don't have to offer service to someone you don't want to, to, to be your customer. Okay, it's one thing. We, we have... To discuss that but in brazil you have that but you also have uh, something that we didn't use to and it's against the law in brazil because we have the courts banishing people from social media and so, not, not even the courts. sometimes only alexandre de moraes like well, yeah, his, yeah, that's his what I mean. own decision like one guy and says take it out is it true that it is a crime now to doubt the outcome of the election mm, it's it's not a crime you can contest it it's legal to do that and the the the, partido, the partido liberal the, the bolsonaro's party just did that officially yesterday right it's a big news in brazil right now so they did it and it's legal the problem is that uh alexander de moraes is treating Everyone that contests or complains about it as a criminal, and the main the mainstream media is uh, with him. It's at his side. We got to give you some context here to, to to understand because that's a tough question. Okay, so back on the on the history the, on the little story I was telling. Uh, so when Bolsonaro got elected and the, and the system went nuts, the establishment went nuts. The first thing, one of the first thing that the Supreme Court started doing was they created a probe against fake news. 
okay? It was fake news probe. And they did it in a very weird way because Brazil has the same accusatory system, which is the bedrock of the Western world uh, due process of law. So what's the accusatory system? You have an uh, investigator, an accuser, an impartial judge, a defendant, victims, everyone is separated. Everyone, that different, different agents playing different roles. So the Supreme Court, they did something that was never seen, never seen in Brazil. They opened the probe saying, oh, there's a, something on our internal regimen, our internal bylaws of the, of, the, of the Supreme Court, saying that if a crime happens inside Supreme Court premises, we can open an investigation. We can open a probe. So right now, uh, Internet, if someone says something bad about us, that's kind of like it happened inside our court. And it's kind of an attack, a crime. And it's people are criticizing us. It's kind of like an attack. Yeah. Attack they to are, our reputation. They are a threat to democracy because they are criticizing us. That's really what's going I'm, on. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. It's hard to believe. So they were the victims of an attack. So they opened the investigator, the investigation, and they brought a federal police chief directly to report to them. So they were, they had control of the investigation as well. So they were the victims, the investigators. They were also, so the, the Department of Justice refused to take part of, in, in it because there's no crime of fake news or whatever in Brazil. So they said, no, this is this whole thing is, is, is all illegal and you can't open an investigation and we're not taking part of it. So they said, okay, we're going to do it without you. So, and it's like, what? The Constitution in Brazil says you can only prosecute someone with the Department of Justice. It was the same as in the U.S. A judge can, as much as General's Flynn, General Flynn's justice, judge uh, tried to prosecute them, he couldn't because the Department of Justice refused to prosecute him. So, same, same thing in Brazil, by the law. So, and, and again, they, they did that. And they did a second one, and then they did it again. Uh, they, they, they came up with a very similar one, anti-democratic acts about people demonstrating on the streets. And they were like, this is anti-democratic because you're asking for military intervention. You're, you're protesting against institutions. So that's against democracy. But there's no, under Brazilian constitution, you do have, one, the right of free speech. Two, it's the, the prior censorship is forbidden. You can't do it. The government can uh, impose prior censorship to no individuals. There's no crime of fake news. There's none on, Bra on the Brazilian. They tried to pass a, a legislation and they failed. They failed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, but with all that, they decided to do it anyways. So they started coming after. And without the due process, they started to arrest f uh, journalists, journalists, congressmen. Congress. There was a congressman that was arrested yeah, I saw that. because of a crime of opinion. Community and organizers, they, they all started to be arrested. So, and that, and that started in the fake news probe and then the anti-democratic probe, all that. That, that happened. And they, they went after even businessmen, big businessmen. I'm talking, for example, the guy that owns the biggest small uh, chain in probably Latin America. And a huge investment here, by the way, in Miami. A huge investment mm -hmm. here in the U.S. So I'm talking about a guy that owns a, like big retail stores like um, Sears in Brazil. Uh, they, they, they started going after supporters of Bolsonaro. Journalists, congressmen, um, businessmen, and and 
without due process because they were not being charged. Currently in the U.S., there's a guy living here in, in Florida, uh, a guy named Alan DeSantis. This guy is a journalist. He used to have the biggest independent news channel in Brazil, okay, YouTube channel. It was a business that was doing well. And this guy, he's being investigated under under Alexandre de Moraes probe, the fake news. Uh, well, then they changed the fake news to digital militias uh, probe. Which they, they switched the name, but it's the same thing. Uh, and militia in, in Brazil doesn't mean the same thing as in the U.S. It's it's like a gang. It's like an organized gang. Um, but <laughs> Alan dos Santos... They is, just took his passport this way. Yes, they like, canceled his they passport. Canceled. They issued an arrest warrant against him. He was in the U.S., so he stayed here. He's under p uh, political asylum in the United States right now. Uh, he, uh, he They froze in all his accounts. They closed his media company. And and right now is in the United States, yeah. and and, as and the best is yet to come. Paulo is is giving a, the whole view, and mm -hmm. it's it, because you ask a tough question. Yes, you yes, ask, is but, it illegal? And I would yeah, say, let, let me no, it's not illegal but by it, the law. But it is. But it is in practical terms. Let me give you one example. There's one one huge uh, entrepreneur in Brazil. Uh, the police came to his office at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. His crime was in a in a WhatsApp group, closed group. They were talking about Lula and the, the possibility of Lula going back to power. And the guy, one of them said, oh, I'd rather live in a dictatorship than that. And the guy like sent a like. A like and that's it like he liked the, the he liked the, the message the message and the police was at his place six get out of here and his and he's a, a huge private whatsapp group he's a billionaire he's a billionaire. billionaire wait so, wait wait a billionaire liked the post i'd rather have a dictatorship no, not a post and it wasn't a like dictatorship. it was a military group. government yeah what's up military group. Government. I know i'd rather have a military government than yeah. having Listen. lula in office back I, in office. I was part of the group i was part of i was in the group and that's it no one's no one was talking about a coup there was no uh, a strategy being built nothing it was just complaining about lula so let me be clear because it's important and it's important for the u.s to understand brazil right now is under a dictatorship it's not it, it doesn't come from the executive power it, it comes from the judiciary there's no rule of law anymore. There's a rule of one person. And this guy, that's what I, what I said. This guy looks like a bad guy from James Bond movies. He's doing all that and he's kind of crazy. I don't care. There's no one to stop me right now. And, and that's the situation right now. There are a lot of people in the streets right now as we speak. And they are, they are desperate. They are like, uh, please, someone do something. And of course, they look at the... the uh, military power because that's what what's left but, but this is nothing new though this is it's been going on for a while wouldn't you agree that this this it's, situation it, not, not it, at this level not I'll, at this level it, it became but, much worse much but, worse but where do you think where do you see it actually starting like at what point do you see this power grab taking place internally it's not a presidential level it's some of the other bodies that are taking power taking control that's not something that you can hide on the under the table. We have you know some inflection I mean? points. So, so, so. Uh, when Dilma was impeached, for example, okay. our constitution. Listen, I don't like our constitution that much. It was written one year before the uh, Berlin Wall 
falls down. 1988. So, yeah, so it's a very communist constitution, but that's Correct. what we have. Correct. And the constitution is very clear. The 52, the 52nd uh, article, it's very clear. When you are impeached, you lose your political powers for eight years, so you cannot be a candidate. The, the Justice uh, Lewandowski, he, he just turned it down and said, no, okay, you can, you can go. And she was a candidate to the Senate. She lost, but she was able to be a candidate. And that was, that was the inflection point. I, I see think different so. rules, uh, routes to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when, when Montesquieu came up with the uh, three branches of power system and, and the framers of the U.S. Constitution, they came up with the, they put it in place. Uh, and, and they they always thought of about the judiciary or judicial branch as a, the weaker one, right? Uh, Montesquieu uh, used to say that they're next to nothing. Uh, the in the Federalist Papers, uh, you you see them saying, "Well, there's there's no risk of a judiciary dictatorship because they don't have the power of the purse or the power of the sword. So what do they have? They're they're bound to the laws and to the to the to the common law, and 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 that's the way they thought the system. Well, that's that that's good enough if you think that the judge needs to stick by the laws, checks and balances. So if, if when when so when you have a textualist or or originalist or originalist or, 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 is that a, is that a thing? Uh, originalist originalist like yes. Scalia. Mm -hmm. So they're bound to the intention of the legislator. Well, if you have a progressive view of the law, the law is a living body, and the law with a purpose, a teleological uh, interpretation of Social the law. Social justice and all that. Yeah. Social justice. You're not bound to that anymore. So the, the end is what matters. Okay? So the means are irrelevant. So if you have to interpret the law and bend it a little bit in order to achieve the end that you desire then things, ev everything's permissible. So every judge is a dictator. So my, my point on the Operation Car Wash, and that brings me to Sergio Moro, is that I think Sergio Moro uh, bended the law to achieve his purposes. And uh, Operation Car Wash was a big inflection point, in my opinion, against the due process of law in Brazil. And that's, I, I really believe that. I, I, I think bad guys went to jail, which is good. But you don't have to only, in, in, in the due process, you don't have to only be guilty. You need to be prosecuted under the due process of law. And they were not. Most of them were not. And Sergio Moro, and for political reasons, I believe, and Deltan Dallayon and other uh, prosecutors. And they, they became politicians now. And, and yeah. the, 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 a good evidence for that yeah. is that the, Sergio Moro became a minister and now he's a senator. Deltan Dallayol, the prosecutor, is now a congressman elect. Is this guy, can you pull up uh, uh, this picture so the audience can see it? Is the, is this guy Alexander de Mora? Uh, yeah, is he a feared man? I mean, if you can yes. zoom in the picture a little bit, yes. he seems like a very friendly guy. Can I, you look can at I his answer? picture; he just can looks I, very can, friendly. Can I answer, Patrick, <laughs> yeah. with a very straight answer? I I'm not going to Brazil anymore uh, to visit. None of us. 
I, I have family there. What happens if you go to Brazil? I'm afraid. We don't I'm, know. I'm afraid I could be arrested for any crime that they create. Would you say that this guy is running the country? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's run the country. Yes. Of course. Yes. So Bolsonaro. But he's not alone. Like you look at him and you understand there there are a system, a whole system, a corrupt structure, system, a structure behind him. Okay. He wouldn't do that alone. Come on, he looks like a James Bond villain. Yeah, he is. It looks like. It's, it's, it's probably the haircut. Yeah. It's the haircut. It's the way that he behaves. He's very weird. He, he behaves. I believe he's a psychopath. How did he technically? Get to, how did he get to power? What did he do before? He was Tamer. Uh, he was Tamer uh, Choice, Minister and, of Justice. Minister of, and and he used to work for. Look at that. That's gonna be interesting. He used to work uh, to Geraldo Alckmin, who, by the way, is the vice president elected with Lula. So uh, look how impartial all that uh, was in Brazil. No, if Brazilian you look at justice, you wouldn't believe. So yeah. one guy is the former lawyer of the uh, uh, MS, uh, MST, uh, the, 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 how do I say that? It's, we don't even have, have that in the United States. Yeah. It's the, it's <laughs> the movement of people that want to occupy uh, land. Like if you see a, a farm, farm, And they go there and they go and they invaders. They invade, invade the land and they and take ownership of their own. There's a legal movement Correct. of that in Correct. Brazil. Invaders. Okay. Uh, so one of these, their lawyers is now one of the Supreme Court justices. Uh, oh, Alexandre de Moraes has a very weird uh, past. I think we can say that because we're in the US. If, if we say that in Brazil right now, we would be in jail. Okay. But he is, his firm uh, was lawyer of a company that was accused of money laundry for Brazil's largest drug cartel. Um, that's that's a fact. That's, yeah. that's, that's in the news. The conflict of interests are huge in Brazil. And, and just for you to understand, the another very important name to this discussion that we, we haven't brought yet is uh, Rodrigo Pacheco. Oh, yeah. He's the president of the Senate. And under the checks and balances system that Paulo oh, was talking about, it, it comes to, this, to the Senate to impeach one of those justices. They are the ones that could stop this dictatorship right now. And Rodrigo Pacheco, who owns a firm, a law firm, that has a lot of interests in, in the Supreme Court system, a lot of decisions that they, they need to do to make, and that it's going to impact a lot his firms, uh, he, he doesn't do anything. He says, oh, everything is normal in Brazil. Right now institutions are working perfectly. We don't need to worry about. So it's like this guy is a traitor. Right now he's a traitor. He, he's accomplice uh, of this uh, Alexander de Moraes guy. Rodrigo, uh, uh, Paulo, who is, who's your Lincoln? Who's your Reagan? Who's your who's the the individual that brought up the economy? Because you know I pull up names and I'll I'll, I'll go and see. Hey, who is Getulio Don Dornel, uh, Dornelas Vargas? Okay, what did he do? Okay, uh, Joselino Kubetschek. Okay, hey, he took the economy from 42nd economy to the eighth largest. You that know, was not him. Uh, uh, that's who. That's uh, that's uh, that was under the military rule. That that's under the military rule. I read about your grandfather, right? He was a former chief of Brazil Secret Service. He was a director of C uh, your yeah. Secret Service is what uh, sure. he did. And 
Oh. He brought democracy back to Brazil and spent a lot of time with Reagan. I've seen him and Reagan horseback riding together. They spent time True. together. Yeah. You know, you go and you look at uh, Tancredo Neves. This guy didn't make it too long. He gave a no. speech after inauguration and then... No, no, no. He, he never inaugurated. He, 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 he died, died before, before inauguration. He died before inauguration. Yeah. Yeah. And his vice president, Jose Sarney, yeah. took over. And then he increased inflation to 2,000% is yeah. what he did. Froze prices to try to control inflation, causing products to disappear from supermarkets, which led to a period of widespread famine. Then well, comes Fernando Color. Argentina right? is, is going through that. I know, right it's ugly. Now. I went there. It was a very yeah. uh, strange situation there. Then you have Fernando Color, 1990-92. On the first day of government, he froze bank accounts of all Brazilians for 18 months. Yeah. Is that true? For 18 true. months, you're yeah. with a maximum withdrawal of what would be the equivalent of $5,000 today. He was impeached in his second year in office for corruption. Then you have Itamar Franco. He stabilized the economy at a significant cost, bringing hope back to population. Then you have Fernando Cardoso, 95 to 03, started Brazil transition to welfare state, raised federal taxes from 24 to 34%. Base interest rate of the economy, CELIC, S-C-L-I-C, reached 45% per year. Then you have De Silva. He does what he does, involved in the biggest corruption of all time. Then you have Dilma. Then you have Michael. Then you have. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing how Brazil survived. Well, what I'm you're, trying you're to make me, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> well, and then I go to uh, Bolsonaro in 2019-2012. In addition to the high debt and public deficit, he inherited 14 million unemployed when he took over the government. Uh, even with the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, he ends up his term with 8 million unemployed, which is 6 million more people working. Public debt lower than ever uh, when he entered. Inflation lower than the American, and economic growth higher than China. Uh, we are doing the, well, the, but Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro, uh, he 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 was very humble to admit that he doesn't understand about economy. So he he named the guy. He used to be my boss for six years, Paulo Guedes. I think it's the most important name in Brazil, and at least in terms of economics. Uh, Paulo Guedes is a PhD from University of Chicago. He he studied with Milton Friedman and all that, and and he was uh, able to. Uh, liberalize our economy during this uh, last four years, even with the pandemic and all that. And he showed very good results. We did the biggest pro pri privatization yeah. in, in 20 years uh, with uh, Electrobras, our electric uh, system company. It was the biggest in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, many, oh, many, many reforms. reforms. Criticism. So, reforms. Bolsonaro is not Reagan, but, 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 I, but Paulo Guedes was able to, to, to do a lot so of is, things. Is Paulo like a, a Newt Gingrich or Milton Friedman? Is that who Paulo is? Yes. Because Paulo and Newt understood a little bit of economy. Okay, so the criticism uh, of Bolsonaro gets more than 1,000 fires in the Amazon, you know, the mishandling of COVID. That's the criticism yeah, that they give him. Yeah, but that's BS. Yeah. Like, so uh, Bolsonaro's mis mishandling of, uh, of COVID is pretty much 99% what our governor did here in Florida. Yeah. That's what, that was his pol the policy that he's tried to implement, but then the Supreme Court stepped in and said it had no power and the power belonged to the governors and, and mayors, which is the... It is the system in the U.S., but it's not the legal system in Brazil. It's different. We don't have a federalist system. Who's your Reagan? Who's your Lincoln? Who's your... We, who we are looking Our for. society didn't produce... Uh, these guys. These are unique guys from the American society. These are exceptions in the world. Well, I would I would say we have some very nice guys. The guys during the military government, I'm, I have to say, they did a very, very good job in certain senses. Such as? Well, such as bringing Brazil from the 47th uh, world's economy to, to the 8th. Who did that? Who, who The was military, military president. Yeah, there was uh, the, the, the... Well, Castelo Branco and... and, and uh, 
o, caramba. Uh, the Sarney of the Economy. Uh, the guy that was with all, all those presidents, but during the military power, he, he, he did very important reforms. The, so, uh, just forgot his name. Right we, 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 Brazil grew so much. It grew at China pace during the military government. Uh, crime rates were very low. Uh, and, and the problem is, and that's a problem, the, the freedom, individual freedom, uh, was restricted. And that's when my grandfather stepped in. And when he took over, he gave full amnesty to political people that were being politically prosecuted. And he handled uh, and the, the, the government to, to, the civil, to the civil society back again. Well, that's, that's, in a sense, uh, a, a sort of, um, of foundation of the country, which is very sad for me, if you think about it. Okay, so and you Del, mentioned Delphine Neto is the name. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. So if you think about it, you mentioned you mentioned Getúlio Vargas. Getúlio Vargas was a dictator, uh, kind of fascist in a, in, in, a, in a certain sense. He flirted with fa fascism, uh, very very leftist. Like uh, he's a Labour Party union, union guy, yeah. union yeah. guy, Labour Party. So, so okay, and a dictator. So my grand great grandfather was arrested and prosecuted by him and spent years in, in jail because... Your great-great-grandfather. Great, great, great Got it. So because he made a revolution trying to uh, seize power and take um, him out of office. Not him seize power, but to take uh, Getúlio Vargas out of office. He was arrested and all that. So his, his son, so someone that suffered under a dictatorship, became the president one day, which is interesting how... Uh, history works, right? And he was like, "No, no, my 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 father suffered under dictatorship, so I believe in uh, in the Western world, liberal uh, liberal in the classic sense, liberal uh, systems, democracies." So he said, "I'm going to transition everything to a liberal democracy," and he did, and that was uh, and that was a great thing. But the problem is, and it's very sad for me personally to see that right now. He he hadn't had to work so so hard to transition from military government to civil society in power, and right now the civil society is saying we failed. We want the military to step in again, yeah. and that's very sad for me personally. Yeah, because my family legacy. We opened the politics before the economics, and the, and and before and the constitution came right. before the the Berlin the Berlin Wall. So and you were talking about the Amazon and all those those are all narratives. Like uh, the globalism is very interested in Brazil. Amazon is very rich and all that. We have water, we have agriculture, and Macron and all those people are saying, "No, Lula, come here." And I, I, to tell you the truth, I think like Lula is is selling at the, uh, the Amazon and all that to those guys to 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 reach power. Bolsonaro was the opposite. He was like, "I don't care what you're." saying about Amazon, it's ours. <laughs> and uh, it's a kind of sovereignty with a nationalism. Like, but we're going to protect what's, what is ours. And uh, it, 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 the world right now is, is looking at this. Uh, it's, it's, it's going on everywhere. Like uh, the globalism, the, the Bruxelles, uh, Bruxelles. But Brazil, actually, the Amazon jungle, Amazon forest, uh, lost less during Bolsonaro's term than on, under Lula's term. And 84% is preserved. 84%. Which is half Amazon. of Brazil yeah. territory. It's in half. Europe. It's Europe. 
like uh, everything is preserved. Yeah, but if you look, if you look at history, though, Latin America goes through through that period, and I will say Latin America in general because it was an overwhelming amount of countries that, for whatever reason, found themselves under the rule of the army, right? So armed forces. It was it was a weird thing. It was at the same time it was absolutely happening, and 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 it's the lowest period of crime for most of these countries. It's the lowest period of corruption for most of these countries, and then is the transition out of the army into what is supposed to be a democratic structure, democratic government, right? Most countries right now going at the same time through the face of the romanticism of Fidel Castro, Cuba is taking place, uh, uh, from the Catholic Church, theo- liberation theology, mm-hmm. is the Gustavo Gutierrez that takes on, right? And so the narrative of socialism, it's already happening there at that level. So countries are dividing themselves with a group of people that are central Center, center right, because they're coming out of that army foundation, but immediately, right, the philosophy and everything that's being taught churches and uh, schools is center left. And increasingly in some countries, they start going center left. When, when Patrick was asking a question, who is your, you know, who's your Ronald Reagan? Who is your, in that small window of time, there's a number of things happening, including it's not just the economy that's growing the population basically quadrupled. You went from like 50 million to 215 million. So there's a lot to control there. Listen, if you're a politician today, if you're going to be running for anything, you have to know what happened in history. You have to know what's taking place there. And so the the, the narrative that has got to be put forward has got to counter that, right? So let me ask you a question. What do you think he did wrong? He's four Most years. Most no. He's four years as a president. He knows that guy is there. The other guy is there. He knows that this has been around for so many years. He, he knows fought too many down. battles. First okay. of all, like he, he he needed to be more st- strategically uh, a kind of person. He fought too many battles. The media, the whole media, was against him with fake narratives. He knew that going in. He he, he knew that, right. but he he wasn't able. To to ride this the smoothly. Like Did he misuse social media with the getting elected? No, I think I think first of all during the pandemics, uh, he could uh, show a different behavior. I I think so. That was one mistake. Not in terms of policies. In terms of policies, it was just like Ron DeSantis fighting for freedom against this whole craziness uh, uh, around the world. But uh, do you know that Brazil reinstituted masks on airplanes yesterday? Just, just, just now. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just now. That Wait, is Brazil yeah, reinstituted yeah. masks. Mandatory. On plane. Mandatory masks. Travel. Mandatory. Yeah. It's like what? I read this. No. I was just as surprised as you. It's like what for what? I woke up with this news. Today. There, there's there are different rules, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring again. Right there, just two months after lifting. Uh, a long-standing mask mandate for airports and aircraft. Brazil has reinstated the policy but will not go as far as a ban in flight meal service again. Brazil's health authority, Anvisa, announced the changes this week, and the mandate will go into effect on Friday, November 25th. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I don't make things up. I, I, I know <laughs> I know. people that are watching me are like, this This guy is full of, he's making things up. And not, nothing that I'm talking Everything is, is made up. Everything is true. Well, you have your all own Research. problems like, no, with FDA and oh, yeah. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Now, but in Brazil, it's, everything is worse. So uh, I think he could like show a different behavior for especially for the the people that like the 
the aesthetics point of life. Like I need, I, I, this guy cares about me. He's he's saying nice things. And Bolsonaro is not like this, as we mentioned. He's like a what, what you get is what you pay for. But uh, people don't like it. Some some people. Especially in the, he's not a strategist. Bolsonaro is not. He's a not strategist. a strategist. And and to to quote, uh, we, we mentioned a guy here called Professor Olavo de Carvalho. He's uh, he's he, Rodrigo mentioned him. He's uh, probably the most important thinker in Brazil. And what he used to say he, before he passed away, he he recently passed away a few months ago. He used to say that Bolsonaro's election was a miracle to Brazilian society, and it was it was just a miracle. Uh, and he, the the main idea is the same as the Breitbart doctrine that politics is downstream from culture, and that's that's the reason Bolsonaro was a miracle because the cultural system in Brazil is too embedded by the left. So the 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 mistake that Olavo de Carvalho believed that Bolsonaro did is that once he took office, he thought he he could govern with all the structure. Uh, of of the establishment and still be able to govern and 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 he he needed to change central points in the society so he would be able to govern. I have a personal. It's it's an interesting point of view, but it's easier said than done. It is, but yeah. I have a more practical point of view. I think. In Braz- the, in do Braz- you really believe that he went in? Think like that, that he was going to be able to change the attitudes or that structure that has been in place no for clue. so many years. Or- just being naive, is that what you're he, saying? He was, of course he was, was naive. He was never in office. And I think he, he made a serious mistake because politics in Brazil is much easier than politics in the U.S., in a sense. Let me explain why. If you're a Republican president and you get elected, if you have the majority in the House or the Senate, you'll be able to approve your and pass your bills. That's, that's it. No Democrat will vote for you most of the times. Manching is an exception. Uh, most of the times, no Democrat will vote with a Republican, and most of the times, Republicans won't vote, won't, won't vote with them Democrat. In Brazil, the system's 31 parties. So, and and the, they're very, they're not ideological. Congress members are not ideological as they are in the U.S. So you can pretty much buy them. I'm not talking about bribe. Just to be clear, yeah. you you can buy their favors just with political support. You know, it's crazy you're saying this. I'm at Harvard at an executive program for three weeks. And it is the phase of the class where everybody's open dialogue. They're talking with each other. There's 144 of us from 60-plus countries. And one of the guys says, you know, I have a business. We had 25% of market share. We were doing great. But a new business has come up, and it's taken 6% away from me. And it's really become a pain in the butt for us. It's, it's annoying. How, how, how do you guys handle this from different parts of the country? <laughs> One of the guys, he says, uh, well, it's very easy. Who's running for office? And he says, what do you mean? He says, well, in Brazil, what we do is you just look for who's running for office that can help pass some laws. You give them some cash. And when they go in, if they need a favor, they're going to pay that favor for you. Create new regulations to hurt them. And the way he said it, he didn't have a yes, smile right. on his face. He said it as if it's written in business books that this is how you put out a small business. You know, uh, it was very much of a matter of fact uh, way of uh, communicating. But uh, I want to go to this. With today, with the conditions that's going on, Iran was playing England uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. They lost six to two. Okay, but the main captain of the team, they 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 didn't sing the national anthem. It was a very controversial thing to do when you do something like that. 
you go up against the Iranian government, which who knows what's going to happen when these guys go back because back, yeah. just a couple of weeks ago they're you know bowing down to Raisi and a I lot wouldn't. of people were not happy. And then they go back. If they go and then they don't sing the Iranian anthem because what they feel is going on over there is unfortunate and it's not fair on what they're doing to the women, all this stuff. Anyways, Brazil's the leading in Vegas, the odds are Brazil's number one. Argentina was number two until they lost to Saudi Arabia, and today is a national holiday in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if people know this or not, (laughs) because they beat Argentina, which I'm sure you guys are very happy about, right? Uh, So how much of this, you think, is going to play a role in the world uh, platform with uh, Brazil playing and Neymar I think Neymar said good things about Bolsonaro, if I'm not mistaken. He's I, an open open supporter. Yeah, he's an open supporter yeah. of Bolsonaro, which is not common in American sports to be an open supporter of Trump. You don't even talk about it same, if you are. Same thing as America. Okay. I mean, we know uh, Brady had yeah. some relationship with yeah. Trump and Kraft, but Giselle is all about Lula. Giselle, no. Giselle is Team Lula, is she not? No. Giselle is Bolsonaro she's, as well? She, no, she's uh, Giselle hasn't haven't said a word what i've heard is she's more no. lula than I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, come I out agree. in the defense i'm gonna come out in her defense because are you doing that because she's single she is. is that what you're doing is that why you're no, no we have some friends in common and uh Listen, you're I'm, an opportunistic gonna, guy I'm, I'm impressed by you i'm gonna i'm not gonna speak on her behalf yeah but i'm gonna say i'm gonna state <sighs> that she is not pro lula i've heard no she's from, not I, okay well, I'm just telling you. You my, can what, quote me. All right. You can, but he's also saying he, no, he, no, you know, he, but he doesn't know her. Okay. No, right, it's important enough. to understand that there's a lot of pressure well, she's got for celebrities to, to choose to, to Lula come, because everybody come chooses Lula. Out, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very, I think in Giselle's case, I, I think no. That's what happened. Well, Gustavo she Lima came out. To, she, Giselle didn't, doesn't want to show any support to Bolsonaro. Because that would Similar be a with disaster I, I, I can, to her image. Yeah. So but that's and that that's that's Gustavo Lima, country singer, is uh, he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't care. So so what what do you think is going to happen with this whole situation here? You think you think Neymar's going to say anything? You think they or they're just going to play the game and go about business as usual, and no one's going to know what's really going on? Yeah, pretty much more not. or less. Yeah, yeah. listen, it, it, soccer, f- football, our football, soccer in Brazil is very popular. And it's uh, a religion. There, it's it's a religion, popular, right? and there is a like yeah. a. a, 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 a ongoing discussion about the uses of soccer to politics. Correct. So it's an ongoing situation. Right now, a lot of people are on the streets. They are thinking that our future is going to be decided in the next days or weeks. We could become the next Argentina, the next Venezuela, or we could uh, do something and get rid of Lula and, and, uh, and all that. So they are not that interested Many people in Brazil are not that interested in the World Cup right now because of that. And there's one guy, very interesting, if he shows the picture. He looks like a crazy guy. He used to be a a presidential candidate. His name is Eneas Carneiro. And Eneas Carneiro... uh, E-N-E-A-S. Yes. Carneiro. He used to say that uh, when people in Brazil uh, uh, ignores soccer... And focus only on on, on politics. Things are are, are, are going to change. Break out, big, yeah. Yeah. But 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 so maybe know. maybe what, what what's going on right now is this. But one of the things that Patrick is saying because Pat, the captain of the team, comes out and in a press conference, he this guy is putting his life at risk. That that totally. what, what took that? I mean, yeah. and, and I'm we're not just saying that. This is a guy that, if he chooses to go back to Iran, he more than likely is facing death. You know, so. 
Where's the temperature in Brazil right now? We're, we're, no, is, we're, is, we're is not in that level yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but it's 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 amazing how things change fast. And I don't believe we would get to this point. We're not Iran. It's a different society, different structure. But um, but what he's saying is we have we have credible fears to to go back to Brazil, and a lot of people are like that. There, are, I can't mention. Uh, the person's name, but there's another person that's here, and the most uh, as a, uh, applying for asylum, and the 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 amount of calls, and I'm sure you get it, get them as well. Do you know anyone? Do you know anyone pers personally? Personally, that has disappeared. No, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. No. Okay. You, you. What happened is, for example, there's a guy, a former president of a party in Brazil, PTB, called Roberto Jefferson. Okay, Roberto Jefferson. He, uh, His he last did, name is Jefferson? Jefferson. In yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Yes. White guy. White guy, yes. Uh, and the thing is, he was arrested by Alexandre de Moraes, okay? And in Brazil, same as in the U.S., like Miranda Laws, right? You, you, get, you get arrested, you have the right to an attorney. Uh, this is the first thing the cop says to you, right? It's the same thing in Brazil. We have the same Miranda, Miranda rights. rights. Yeah. Uh, and, but Alexandre de Moraes decided on his uh, arrest warrant that he didn't have the right of an attorney unless authorized by court. It's like, what? Authorized by court? No, no, no. Not only a lawyer, not only an attorney, but he didn't have the right to see his family or a priest. So he didn't disappear. And he's sick, by the way. And he's sick. He has cancer. Well, he has cancer and he's mentally ill for sure. But for, for, for even the, the, D, the DOJ said, no, this guy's mentally ill. Let's commit him. But before the DOJ actually asked for his uh, for for him being committed, Alexandre de Moraes issued an arrest warrant to avoid having him committed instead of going to jail. But and and that's a, a way of disappearing. But there's another way of disappearing right now. Okay. You uh, remember the world changed. How do you disappear right now? Just delete every the the person's social media. So you have a congresswoman, for example, banks. Banks, banks, if, Bank, if freeze their accounts, accounts yeah. if freeze their accounts. They did that with more than 40, 40 groups related to the trucks. And uh, uh, so, so if you, we have a, for example, he mentioned the, the, the most voted congressman in, in Brazil, a kid called Nicholas. He's 20 something year old. Most voted, 1.5 million votes for Congress. That's huge. Uh, we have another lady, uh, the most voted woman. Congresswoman in the country, a uh, na uh, lady named Zambelli, and she had her all her social media accounts as well. Uh, she was deplatformed, but not by Twitter, not by big tech. All I'm mentioning is by court orders. Yeah, and she was here last week with you. Yeah, to uh, to we, we filed, denounce. We, yeah, filed. We filed a lawsuit on the Inter-American Commission of Human Rights because this. It's not focused on the elections, and we can talk about elections, which is a separate chapter. But we filed a lawsuit about violation of free speech, violation of freedom of the press, violation of due process, violation of uh, congressional immunity, uh, and, and, and all that's ongoing in Brazil, and violation of uh, right to protest. So uh, it's, it's a human right. All that is in the Declaration, in the International Declaration of Human Rights of the United Nations. And all that is part of the uh, San Jose de Costa Rica pact that Brazil is a signer. So, and that's why we filed a lawsuit, a formal lawsuit that's ongoing 
on the Inter-American Court of Human Rights. I filed as a journalist. She filed as a congresswoman. But, and that's, that's the equivalent of disappearing. Let's say we, both of us, we work for, on the same station in Brazil. It's the second largest uh, TV news station in Brazil. Uh, most uh, some of our shows are n number one in the country. Um, it's it's and it's it's a one year old television. But it's growing 80, 88 year old company. One year old television it was yeah, radio. It before was radio, that. yeah. It was radio before that, and our TV station got censored by court order. There were certain words we couldn't use yeah, on air. They are not gonna believe it. <laughs> it's it's true. Uh, uh, we <laughs> we were not supposed to say on air. That Lula is an ex-con. Is an ex-con, or or he he's guilty. We are not supposed to say that by okay. court order. He gets off in a technicality. Twenty-five thousand uh, reais, like a, a five thousand. Yeah, five thousand dollars per time. Per time you mention it, like and as a fine, the content gets removed, and they have the right to, to answer. To yeah. answer and to respond to We're it on the same it's a dictatorship. Time. It is a dictatorship. It's a prior, prior to what we say. And the temperature so, is high. Like if you search on Google uh, what happened just yesterday or, or two days ago in Goiás, Goiânia. I mean, if that's the case. They invaded, they invaded the, the, assembly, the, 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 assembly, assembly. the state assembly sure. because they were trying to pass uh, increases, tax increases. And the, the people are to, angry to in Brazil right now. If that's the case, they're doing that. What campaign would be an interesting campaign if the people from Brazil are listening to this and you believe uh, Lula is an ex-con, a fantastic hashtag would be hashtag Lula ex-con. Oh, no, we, we, and let that go trend. And that Because that. at this point, the guy that's running Twitter is a guy named Elon. I don't know if you've heard Elon, this guy bought uh, Twitter. We tried, we tried yeah. to reach out to him because Twitter in Brazil was being... Yeah, he did reply to my, my post. But we, 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 I don't believe he's aware of the importance of Twitter in Brazil right now because Twitter is still censoring people more than the courts because the courts can only how issue. can they do that though well because the courts can fired more than half the people mainstream media pressure like, no 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 uh, no what, what employees I'm, in brazil are the same still the same they fire half of it but the other half how still, many employees still, does twitter they, they, brazil how, how many employees does uh i don't know but 80 percent of them have pur up? purple hair so it's like did you hear about what elon found yesterday in his uh, office did you see what he showed yesterday in his office go to elon's twitter account and show the little clip of 15 seconds and with the audio on it uh, uh, pretty wild what Elon found yesterday in his office at Twitter headquarters, which is like, what the hell? Go to media, go to media. Okay, so it's the pops up. Okay, go, uh, actually, go back. Oh, there you go, right there. Yeah. Uh, do the audio. Do the audio uh, so we can. Uh, <laughs> at the, the much thing, and there's an entire, oh my God. entire closet full of secret closet of hashtag woke t-shirts. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At the at the much. And there's an entire, entire. This is employees at Twitter wearing a shirt say "Stay woke." Pause it. The only thing they didn't do there is work. Yeah. Do I look surprised? So in Brazil, Twitter is still censoring people. So my 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 girlfriend's mother was censored from Twitter. I'm talking about a 62 normal old lady from Brazil, and she's she was censored by Twitter, and and again second time. And Twitter is still censoring more Brazilians than the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court can only censor as so many people. They can they can't do it for thousands of people. But Twitter, with their 
staff and their algorithms and all that, they can they can ban more people. And and so just an example, the hashtag Brazil was stolen was a big hashtag started trending after an Argentinian guy denounced uh, the, the 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 problems with Brazilian elections. He found inconsistencies with, with the results. Yeah. With the results. After he denounced that in a live stream, uh, YouTube took down his live stream in, uh, before he ended. Uh, the, the, the Twitter hashtag Brazil was totally was trending and Twitter took the hashtag down. Um, and that's the big tech censoring, not not court orders, big tech. So okay. who's not censoring? Is YouTube censoring? Yes. Is Facebook censoring? Yes. Is, yeah. is anybody not censoring? No. Everybody's still Let me doing give you an right example. Now. I put the report of the Argentinian guy with the inconsistencies in my Telegram channel. Yeah. Okay? I have a Telegram channel with a little over 100,000 people. I put it the, the original report and I said, I want people to look into that and see if that's true or not. Because that's what a journalist do. You ask for other experts' opinions. So I make it public. I made it public. I got a court order of the Supreme Electoral Court, Superior Electoral Court, taking down my, shutting down my Telegram account for a week just for sharing a report. And I was like, what? Do I have access to the charges against me? Nope. I never received any citation, any, I was never served. Uh, I don't have access to the process. Yeah. And, and by the way, if, if you guys don't know, I, I think Rodrigo, both of you guys have over 1, 1 million followers on Twitter. I have 1.5 million. million and I'm not certified yet. Yeah. I have 1.1, not certified well, you yet. You got to pay your eight bucks. Hurry up and pay your eight <laughs> bucks to yeah. get that. But, and then it, you guys both available have- for Android. So. And, and you guys yeah. both have a million subscriber channel. But I want to I talk about this one story, what Tucker said. Uh, uh, just uh, three weeks ago, which is which is kind of weird, and why would America be interested in this? Uh, it's a story of um, Tucker Carlson calls out CIA and YouTube for interfering in Brazil's election. Tucker Carlson questioned the narrow presidential election and revealed that YouTube announced it will be censoring any posts that raise doubts about the vote total. So not only Brazilians are not allowed to question the election results, but neither are Americans. YouTube said they are expanding their existing election integrity policy to prohibit uh, content uh, advancing false claims that widespread fraud, errors, or glitches occurred in 2022 election presidential election. Carlson also accused the CIA of interfering in the Brazilian election for over a year and pressuring President Bolsonaro's office to not question the election results. Biden's CIA director personally pressured Bolsonaro's office to accept the results of the election long before the election took office. Yeah. Why is America so interested in Brazilian Brazil's election? I have a different view of what happened there. Tell us. So this is what happened. I, I believe Reuters or Associated Press published a story about this, okay, saying that the CIA director, he was in Brazil, and that he pressured Bolsonaro directly. This is a Reuters article. I think it's a Reuters. Okay. Either either Reuters or Associated Press. With what's the difference? They're sure. the same. Yep. Mainstream leftist, okay, uh, press agencies. Uh, one of them published this story. The goal of the story was to put pressure on Bolsonaro, on the international community, so he would accept the results. So when the story broke out, I contacted my sources. In, in the Bolsonaro's administration, and all of them said, what? 
this is this never happened. We talked, but we never even mentioned elections. This never happened. I don't know where this reporter uh, came up with the story, and 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 that was, and and of course CIA denied it because it would be very weird for the CIA to the diplomacy doesn't work like that. And if Bolsonaro received something like that, he would probably tell the CIA director to go, I don't know, somewhere else. Okay. Uh, and, and I found very weird. So that's why I checked in both sides at night. But then Bernie Sanders in the U.S. Senate mentioned it. He mentions that the story. So then when he mentions the story, the story becomes a fact because it's now on the Senate's um, records. Okay? So I believe that was not actually... And the, the guy that talked to, to Tucker was a very good reporter, Matthew Tierman, a good friend of mine. Um, he, he's a very good reporter, and I think he, he was accurate the way he reported on Tucker. Uh, but I don't believe this was actually the CIA putting pressure on Bolsonaro. I believe that was the press making up that the CIA was putting pressure, and then the Democrats using the article to put more pressure and pass something on the, I, I believe they passed a motion or yes, something and, yes. and the Senate. That being said, we have a left-wing government in the U.S. right now. Biden, he was one of the first to recognize the results and mm -hmm. congratulate Lula. So uh, what I think is going on is that uh, we need to go back to the beginning, uh, the premise. Uh, Bolsonaro in, in, in the international community, the mainstream politicians, all left-wing, all globalists. Bolsonaro is like Trump, and both are fascists. Both are a threat to democracy. So uh, they, they uh, came up with this narrative, and then they believe in it. And uh, oh, come on, Bolsonaro, you need to recognize the results. Are you going to accept it? Are you going to accept or not? They are putting pressure because they they know what's going on like I, uh, I, and i understand what you're saying though but but like you know patrick when he introduced me he was telling you that you know we we actually do business with each other you know he actually founded a uh, a company of financial services and i own a division within the company right and so here's one of the things and i and i'm going to approach this from a business perspective right something goes wrong right this idea of blaming everybody else on the planet doesn't work here you got to start by taking ownership Right. So I want to go to a couple of points and I want to know if you agree on some of the things that because and, and let me tell you where I'm coming from. I believe that there was truly a missed opportunity on not only from Brazil, but also for the United States with Trump. Right. So it's a safe to say it. Can we all agree that he mishandled the whole situation with COVID for multiple reasons, not just what it his depends on what initial position? I well, think he lost political capital. OK, I think he, he, he could. But who didn't? Who did it in the yeah, world? Yeah. Who did it in the world? If you look, look in every country. Look in every country. In Europe, governments changed. In the U.S., the president with the economy doing fantastic, although I cannot say what I believe happened in the U.S. elections, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. The reason I cannot say is because we're on YouTube, so that tells a lot of what we're saying. Who didn't? But I'm not, but I'm not just talking about the social media no, I, opinion or his perspective. Here's, but, but here's something that happened in Brazil. We need to check Brazil. the premise before that. No, did here, he lose? Did he, he lose? That's the first question. He, 
I come from the financial service as well. Correct. I need to think. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll need to take uh, uh, responsibility, accountability. Taking for, ownership. Yeah, right. take ownership. But the first question is, did he really lose? I don't know. I don't well, know. But, but again, let's let's move that to a side because let's, there's, there's definitely, I mean, I think we can agree that there's a lot of self-inflicted wounds here, mm -hmm. right? right? That, that didn't help him at all. I agree. So, so, and I'm just talking about his social media position, things that he said to the media. I'm actually talking about the largest welfare program that was actually set up in Brazil under his presidency, where they were actually giving away, what was it, about $1,100 per month, which the average, by the way, what, 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 no, how much do no, they no make? Dollars. Not dollars. Yeah. No, yeah. it was actually it was five actually, times less than that. Yeah. It was actually six hundred hash. Yeah, six, six, yeah. a little, little over a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Okay, so but it was huge for yeah, Brazil. For, for Brazil. For, yeah, yeah, it was huge. I, it was big. Yeah. So, so here, so you agreed to do that, right? By the way, in many ways, Trump ended up making the same mistake, right? A lot of money goes out because everybody panicked a little bit, right? The, the what is the right thing to do? I agree with you. Nobody was clear about, right? But now you set up a program. You're going into an election. That program ended. No, he right he, before the election. No, he reinstated the program. It's still going on. It's ongoing. And he's he said he promised. That he he, he he would keep it next year. So it was not a huge issue. But at this moment, is it going on or is it not? It is. It is ongoing. It is going yeah. on. And, and it's what a, it's not, it was not a big issue in the campaign. So public opinion, you know what I mean? And again, outside of, because here, here's a couple of things that, are, that, that people out on the street, right? Remember, coming out from the same background in Honduras, this is also normal to hear somebody saying, hey, listen, Lula is, is uh, you know, he took some money. He was probably corrupt, but, but you know, he cared for the people, and he yeah. did things for the people. And by the way, during the time that he was a president, which is correct, it's a correct assessment regardless of the reasons, right, the economy was doing well. The economy was growing. Things are going well. It was doing fine. You, you yeah. right? So, uh, so uh, you know, Bolsonaro is, is, is pro-business, you know what I mean? And, and Lula comes out saying, I'm pro-people, right? Uh, I'm pro-life. Um, pro-choice. By the way, a lot of those issues, right, that today are becoming an issue in the United States, you know, they, they, I, it's safe to say that Brazil is more liberal in certain things, right? You know, when you see the carnival and you see uh, well, and you know, abortion yeah, was yeah, were much more conservative, abortion, uh, much more conservative uh, than America. You know, the whole ninety something <clears throat> percent of uh, population in Brazil are against abortions. The transgender conversation really? was yes. something. Yeah. So so let, so so in in Brazil. Uh, oh, is there a Planned Parenthood in Brazil? No. Abortion in Brazil is illegal. It's illegal. Illegal. Legal or yeah. illegal? Illegal. Yeah. It's, a cr it's a crime, actually. Uh, and both yeah. sides agree on that. Um, no, 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 no. The left are trying to push. But uh, but it's a minority. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a it's 20, 25%. Minority. Let me get Did you say what percentage? 90 what well, percentage? Well, 90% according to Bolsonaro's internal campaign polls, which I trust more than the public polls. 90 percent yes it's important to understand even the left-wing candidates or during the campaign lula didn't they, open a limit yeah they, they changed they changed the narratives they say that they are against abortion for example so even lula says he's he started against, saying yeah. he was for abortion in an international event yeah because lula is not always in is uh sober Okay, so I don't. I don't <laughs> yes, it's true. He's not always sober. Uh, so, and and I don't know if he was or not. But in an event, he said, "No, you know what? It's a shame that in Brazil 
poor women, they have to die seeking for an abortion and all that. This is the same narrative that Americans are used to. So he said that. He was repeating the international left narrative. And, and, and about the not always being sober, it's not a joke. Like if you, if you go Google Larry Rodder, the New York Times uh, reporter in Brazil, during the first year of Lula's uh, term in 2003, he was almost expelled from the country because he, he wrote... He was celebrating the whole year. He wrote about Lula's Not uh, being sober alco alcohol <laughs> habits. Uh, but but he, he, the backlash when he's, he was said that he was pro-abortion uh, was so big that he, had, he needed to backpedal and say, oh, no, it's not what I meant. I'm actually against abortion. And he was challenged by that in the last presidential debate. Are you familiar with El País? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I want to read this paper to you, this article they wrote. Be Several careful. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You can correct it. <laughs> Seven reasons why... Lu by the way, who's El País in U.S.? If you, can, if you can tell us who El País is, well, the, who would they be in U.S.? Would it be New York Times? Washington would it be? Post. Okay. So seven reasons why Lula won Brazil's presidential election. Number one, the fear of authoritarianism. Okay. While many Brazilians haven't forgotten Lula for the corruption that plagued his uh, two previous administration, there was a pervasive uh, fear across population for Bolsonaro. A former army captain was leading the country towards dictatorship. Bolsonaro, who repeatedly hinted that he wouldn't recognize an election defeat in 2022, appointed members of Brazilian armed forces to key government posts during his administration. That's number one. Number two, the pandemic. Bolsonaro's mismanagement of the pandemic, which led to deaths of uh, 700,000. Okay, and he was slow to bring the vaccines and buy them, et cetera, et cetera. Three, the power of alliances. Lula, as he did in his previous two elector, electoral uh, victories, expanded his base, welcoming parties from the left, center, right into his coalition. The fact that his running mate was uh, Geraldo uh, Alke, Alkemin, okay. uh, a center-right leader who was defeated by Lula during 2006 presidential election, drew the attention of many moderators who don't typically support Lula's Workers' Party. Mm -hmm. Four, nostalgia. The northeast region of Brazil, made up uh, of nine poor and uh, racially diverse states, Gave Lula landslide victories. Voters uh, had fond memories of his tenure, which dramatically reduced poverty, created social programs, and improved uh, health care and educational access. Okay, so that's that part. Five, the Jefferson effect, which we talked about earlier. Bolsonaro's close relationship with Roberto Jefferson, an ex-congressman who recently shot and drew a grenade at police officers when they came to arrest him, left a bad taste in the, the electoral uh, 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 mouth. The ability to compromise. After being sworn in next year, Lula will have to govern with a Congress that is dominated by conservative parties. Bolsonaro's uh, Liberal Party will control 99 seats, a fifth of the Chamber of uh, Deputies. Many centrist Brazilians uh, likely saw that after the strong showing for the high, hard right in the first round. The country would require a conciliatory president to build a functioning legislative majority. And last but not least, the evangelical community. A third of Brazilian, Brazil's population, more than 65 million people, identifies as evangelical Christians. In the first round, nearly 70% of these adherents votes voted for Bolsonaro's socially conservative program, but Lula held his own with this group spending the last days of the runoff election doing outreach amongst evangelicals. He had denounced the lies being spread by Bolsonaro. He even wrote a letter to the Christians in which he promised to never restrict religious freedom. This is a very nice article about Lula. How much of this is right? How much of this is wrong? There are some some truth. Fifty percent. Okay. Uh, like Roberto Jefferson grenade issue. Uh, hell, we don't know. We don't know the effect. But he, so, we do know that he said something about the Jews and kids and the children comments uh, uh, on Instagram post. Who? 
the Jefferson. Jefferson. No, Jefferson no, no. is kind of a crazy guy right now. Okay. But he, it, the problem it was not that. He's Well, he's sad. It's, it's funny because what he said was completely true in essence. Uh, he mentioned, so because, and that's important to understand, during elections, the court in Brazil, the superior electoral court, gave themselves temporary special powers. Let me put it this way. Okay. And that was contested on the Supreme Court because Alexandre de Moraes, right now we're still during election period until the certification. Okay. <laughs> yes. We're still, we're wow. still, so this, this, what happened is that they gave themselves special powers and Alexandre de Moraes could take down by himself at his own will, any content and any person he wanted from social media. So that was contest on the Supreme Court which Alexandre Mora is also a part of, but anyways. Uh, and when one of the justices, a lady, uh, Carmen Lucia, he said, well, what's going on? It's kind of like censorship. censorship, which is forbidden by our constitution. And But I think this is just temporary. And after elections, we need to look this over. So Roberto Jefferson heard that, and he compared her to a whore, okay, that said, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to, I can't say that. It's, it's, it, and then he apologized to the whores. Uh, yes, and said, I'm sorry to all the whores <laughs> <laughs> that I'm comparing you to Carmen Lucia. And that's funny as hell. But <laughs> and, and look, if you did that in the U.S., you would, it would be, it would be a joke. unpolite, a joke. probably, but you wouldn't go to jail to say that about, I don't know, Sotomayor, whatever. And and so, but on the a couple of day, days later, uh, that's why the federal police went to his house to arrest him and actually arrest him for a second time because he was also uh, being investigated and under arrest. During a weekend, uh, it, it, it was, was it yeah, was nuts. It nuts. was nuts. And then he received the police with the uh, with grenades and and shot the police because uh, I don't know. But that even even if if I don't believe that had an effect on the election. I believe it had. I, I don't. I believe it had because how it it, it is perceived by the the, the whole public. Mm. So I think that there is a, a lot of people in Brazil that thinks Bolsonaro is too radical. That 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 is a fact, and those kind of things uh, they they don't have. Maybe it had what, an effect, what but it was it was not a statistically even, uh, relevant because uh, I I used to get Bolsonaro's internal polls every day. So and one that was a big problem during the campaign, and they looked at it and they said, "Wow, we thought that this was gonna affect us. It didn't. Yeah. Most people yeah. didn't even know who Roberto Jefferson yeah. was. Yeah, the evangelical community. Yes, Lula tried to convince them he was not a, a bad guy, uh, but I don't think he succeeded. Seventy percent of them still voted for Bolsonaro. What What is true there, and I think it's uh, it, it was very important. Compared, why, compared to what though? What was the the first time, 2018? What was the the, the evangelical? The, the, yeah, did they go 90 percent? Uh, no, no, no. It was about that. It was about that. 70 percent. So, uh, evangelicals are getting more conservative in Brazil because evangelicals in the in Brazil are different from Americans evangelicals. Uh, here is very very politicized. The churches are very mm -hmm. connected, mm -hmm. and the vote to the Republican Party is uh, again around 65, 70 percent as well. In Brazil, it didn't used to be like that. Actually, most of the Evangelical pastors supported Lula, uh, and and so what were you said about the Catholic Church? Though? 
So uh, that's a whole, whole, whole different subject. Right. So, what do you think happened with it? Uh, you, 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 you spoke well of theology of uh, yeah, liberation. liberation theology, uh, um, and that's one aspect. The other is Brazil saw the decline of the number of Catholics, and a lot of Catholics in Brazil are so-called cap, cap, uh, Catholics. They say they're Catholics, just like my dad. So supposedly a Catholic he never took me to a, never took me to a mass. So how how come he's a Catholic? Uh, you don't do the sacraments. You don't believe in the Pope. So you're you're not a Catholic. So they're so called Catholic. It's just because you were baptized or stuff like it's, this. It's like Jews. Like, yeah, but, some Jews. But listen, in, in but America, the most important thing there, uh, I think, was the support from very famous and respected li liberal economists like Arminio Fraga, who used to be the former. Uh, central bank president Meirelles, who who used to be a minister, uh, uh, a former central banker uh, in in Lula's administration. Those guys are seen as very moderate, very uh, pro market, and stuff like this. And they gave their support to Lula. We, we, so they they helped build this fantasy. For me, it's an illusion Correct. that Lula is more moderate right now, more center, and that helped. It But did. you know what? They they are uh, 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 complaining already. Yeah. Will you say withdrawing it, but, their support? But, 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 they withdraw their support weeks. Guys, days will, but will you say that today, today the Catholic Church in Brazil is a Left socialist? Part of it, yeah. Uh, m m most, most. Of will it. they be like like if we, if you have to look at the group right now and and go to a percentage, who voted for Lula today? Oh, no, I know who the numbers voted who for voted for Lula. Okay. Uh, so it, actually, Lula won among Catholics. I think, believe he had 60% of Catholic votes, according, against to Bolsonaro's campaign's internal polls. So 60% uh, were... I agree with that number. But there are Catholics like Nancy Pelosi. Like Catholics pro-abortion and stuff like this. They, they don't, no, I get no, it. The, the, the problem really is a big number. You know what I mean? The Catholic it's like Church Reg is not in a, good, in a good shape in Brazil. So we ha you have two, three things. You have the decline of the number of Catholics, you have the decline on the quality of Catholics according to Catholic theology, which I'm very fond of, and you also have the theology, of the liberation theology, which is very preeminent in Latin America. So you have all three of that making, like, like he said, uh, there's a part of Catholics in Brazil that support abortion. It's yeah. a small percentage of Catholics in Brazil, but still, and you have a lot of a lot of them that are not even they, they never went to church. Yeah, they don't care. So our current our, our current our current Pope, who do you think he would have voted for? Um, Lula, <laughs> Lula, Lula. Lula. Right. But uh, if I may, let me go back to Arminio Fraga and those names because there are very important names internationally. Arminio Fraga used to work with George Soros, and he's very wealthy and all that. So uh, those uh, supports uh, were very important for Lula, and they already, as Paulo said, they, they are they are already withdrawing it uh, days after. Why? Because what I think happened is that those guys hated Bolsonaro, and they wanted to grab power. So uh, maybe Meirelles or Arminio Fraga thought they would be minister of uh, finance, economics, and stuff like this. But we have already more than 300 names in the transition team. Okay, 300 names already. And those are bad names. Like a lot of them are connected to the uh, uh, last government, 
of Lula, the corruption side of it. A lot of names in the economics are very radical, too radical, too left-wing. Uh, they are considering Fernando Haddad, who lost the, the Sao Paulo uh, government election. They are considering uh, Fernando Haddad as the most likely next minister. He, this guy sucks at, at this. He doesn't understand anything about economics. So uh, those uh, important names that gave their support to Lula, they are already, uh, they, they regret it already. But why they did it? Only I know why they did it. Power. You know, you know, power. You know what's the biggest political split in the world right now? It's not left and right. It's people that trust and read mainstream media and people who doesn't. That's it. It's, it's not more left and right. If, he, if someone is captured by mainstream media, they're gone. And, but once they stop believing in it, it's like taking the red pill. And, and that's the division in Brazil. These guys, they all read O Globo. They all read the New York Times. They all go to New York to the beautiful, people, uh, beautiful people's party. So you're either, and, and there, there's a lot of good people. There's against Bolsonaro. Why? Because they believe in the media. So when you ask me what was the reason, yes, we need to take ownership. But there's nothing you can do when your country has 48% of the people believing in mainstream media, which is a leftist propaganda machine. There's nothing Bolsonaro could have done, nothing he could have done to better, and he made a lot of mistakes, but it didn't matter. Because let's take Donald Trump, okay? He had the best press secretary, best press secretary I've ever seen in my life, Kaylee McEnany. She's unbelievable. I've never seen someone, anyone so well-versed on, on her job. Reporters used to ask her questions. She was like, okay, he was like, open her binder. It's like, how, how is she doing that? And she would have the answers compared to this lady that we have right now, which is a disgrace. She can barely talk. And Biden has all the support of the mainstream media. So it doesn't matter. If you have competent people around you, the media hates Bolsonaro. Let me ask the you media this. hates Trump. Yeah. Let me ask this question here. So, and we're getting to the end of the podcast. So, what's going to happen next? Meaning, you know, uh, uh, okay, he hasn't conceded, okay, mm -hmm. and he's not made the phone call. But at the same time, he's I think not, he's not going to. Yeah, I, think I, mean, he's, I don't think he's. Point. I don't think he's. He doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, you know, what what can they do to him? You know how he got up? He says, there's only three, one of three things that's going to happen to me. They're going to have to kill me. They're going to have to arrest me or they're going to have to, we're going to, you know, he, he got up and gives that message. Okay. So what, what are they going to do to him next? Is he going to be going away anytime soon? Is he still going to stay loud? Are they going to try to silence him? Because, you know, when, when, even after the election, if they follow, if you, if, if, if this is the same playbook being played, okay, on the left and the right, and your son Bolsonaro is, Trump of Brazil, you know what comes next is they got to deplatform him from everywhere, which is Twitter, which is Facebook, which is YouTube, which is all of that, right? Is is that how they're going to silence him? And is he going to stay in Brazil? Is he going to leave? Is he going to get it? What are they going to do to him? Knowing the history of Brazil, what do you think is going to happen next to him? So, so you, you, Rodrigo mentioned that yesterday Bolsonaro's party officially challenged election. Results. I read that. Yeah. Right. Okay. The claims are hard to deny okay claims are very hard to deny um the, the 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 whole system is is flawed okay and i i was part of the people that say that said 
after the f- the first uh, round of the elections, I said, no, no, I, I don't see any evidence of. You know what are the chances of things flipping when Supreme Court owns nine out of eleven in the Alexander? No, no, that, let me. Well, yes, that's important. Yeah. So he he challenged. Nothing's Spoiler planned. alert: yeah. Supreme Court's not going to say anything. Nothing. But the law in Brazil says the Attorney General has has to ask for a new election. Okay. And the court might deny it again. Or you're talking about a guy in the Constitution, 1988 Communist Constitution, that says if you get impeached, you can't run again for eight years. But then the judge says, "Hey, let's rip it apart. It's yeah. okay, not this time, and she can run again." So if they have a reputation of doing that, and they own nine out of eleven. I mean, there's there's an expectation. Trump had six three Supreme Court and nothing happened. You know, right. so that, that you know what, which is the the biggest difference from Brazil and United States. I think is the military. Yes, he's correct because the institutions are against Bolsonaro. And, and that, that was going to be my question. And though. they are going to ignore uh, the, the. So they're exhausting all the yes. institutional. Yes. What is yes. their their position today? And by the way, will you consider the institution still a center institution, what? independent enough? The, the, the military? The, the military. They're legalists. Yeah. They're, they follow the law. They, they are strict. Uh, and they are patriotic. Of, they are well. patriotic. Yeah. Okay. And they, want, they kind of don't accept uh, what happened in Brazil. And and Lula being the commander in chief, uh, like they they are, uh, we we have some generals uh, tweeting or no, uh, two two uh, a week ago the the joint chiefs issued a, a joint statement which is I've I've never seen yeah. it happening and it's strong saying that they're listening to the streets and that they're hoping that our institutions listen to the streets and fix what's going on and but they they use a very weird language on the text saying we have the role of the protectors of democracy and institutions and throughout history we exerted the role as moderators of countries conflicts and and then they put pressure on the congress on the congress. like you need to do something because we are watching What's going on? So nobody knows what's what's going to happen. Like the people in, uh, on the streets right now, they believe they still believe Lula won't be able to to be the next president. They still believe that. There's a large I chunk have, of the. I have a very. I mean, listen, it's it's. Well, we're uh, not optimistic as well. Yeah, I I have a, the only reason. The only reason I have a very hard time. Uh, Alexander, this guy, first of all, is 54 years old. That's not good news for you. He's not no. 78. He's 54. He was born in 68. That's a young man right there. Yeah. He ain't going away for a long time, and he seems like he works out, and he's pretty energized, and he drinks coffee. So this guy's going to be fired up for a long time. This is not good news for Unless you. Unless some, somebody that's, put, that's put, what's going put him on. in jail. <laughs> like, he should be arrested. We have a, 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 a judge that just retired. Yeah. He just retired. And he gave a very strong, very powerful speech to the guys, to the people on the streets. The appeals court. Yeah. He's like, retired. Yeah. And he's, he, he just retired. Yeah, but that's retired. No, no, no I know. No, but that, that's he, not He understands the, 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 the law. law. He's a, a knowledge in the yeah, law. Yeah. And he was like very quietly saying that Alexandre de Moraes needs to be arrested. Who has the power to do that? The president could, uh, anyone no, could no, ask. This The next time, the next time. Uh, uh, and by the way, I'm not trying to take hope away or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm just saying nine out of eleven. And the last time uh, 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 when he won, uh, let's not forget Obama called Lula 
one of the best politicians yeah. in the world, and he was on Time Magazine 2010, one of the top 100 most influential men in the world. That's Lula we're talking about. Yeah. He knows how to market himself. He's on, he knows how to sell himself, and he knows how to play the game. He's been around for a very, very long time playing this game. He's a pro amongst pros to pin who against who. He knows how to talk to the evangelical and kind of persuade the yeah, small strategist. He's he is he is the credit goes to him as a strategist. I don't agree with his policies. I don't agree. He with has socialism. the world community he by has, his side. Yeah. And the, and then the other part with China, he's not as smart as you think. He just have he just has a lot of strategy a lot of, is not necessarily smart. To me, strategy is wise. To me, smart yeah. is intellectual, educated or, degrees. You, you do not want to go against a wise competitor, let me tell you. you. You would much rather go against a smart competitor than a wise competitor. Do you believe Joe Biden's wise? Do I believe Joe Biden's what? Wise. Wives? Wise. wise. He has wise. one wife. Wise. 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 No, wise. wise. Uh, wisdom. The oh, it's, it's, do I believe he's wise? You, you mentioned wisdom. Uh, uh, no, but I do believe Obama is wise. Because to me, Lula is Obama, and Obama's running America. Not a lot of people think uh, Biden's running America. People, people think... Who was just a symbol no, for the establishment? He, but, but no, hear me out though. When midterms were taking place, who went campaigning? Obama or Biden? Obama. Biden wasn't campaigning anywhere because Biden is, Obama is Lula. And o Obama didn't get up there talking about how Biden's one of the greatest presidents and leaders of all time. Biden, Obama got up there and talked about what? He said, democracy is at a threat. That was the line everybody used. The, the exact same democracy. words. Yeah. Threat and yeah. the same thing. You, Lula, Lula is, so Lula That's is a, Obama. Obama is Lula, theory. and they're both wise. I don't. I, I don't agree with that. Well, then. You well, know, well you, but, 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 but Pat, can I? Obama. Can I, Obama is very, very wise and smart. He is. He is. He's a double. He's got both. Lula is not. But can we approach it from a different perspective, it's, it's though? It's a myth. Be because, because Lula the, is not the, that the smart. The level of street smart. What, you telling me Lula doesn't have street smart? Go to jail for 580 days. Go hang out with criminals. Oh, Go no, he, did, he didn't hang out with criminals. He wasn't a VIP. Coming up from the beginning, at the beginning where he was and what he was doing with the community organizing. Well, that's... that's he, uh, he went to jail for a month back then. I mean, he... I, I kind of agree with you more on this yeah. issue because he's a survivor. And uh, during the military uh, uh, power in Brazil, he, he, he used to, to do both sides. He, he, he's a survivor. So, yes, he is wise. He, he knows how to deal with it. But, but the establishment is stronger than him. So if he thinks he's going to rule like Venezuela, he's going to be... Uh, I, I don't think that's He's going to be gone. I don't think that's... I don't see Brazil going at the levels of, uh, of Venezuela. Because of the establishment. I don't see that happen. I, my, again, uh, listen, it's not my country. I'm just giving my, uh, you know, uh, from the outside seeing what's going on in America, and I see Brazil's following U.S.'s footsteps. The American situation is was more optimistic for something happened with the elections because they had six to three Supreme Court. So Trump is sitting there saying, I own Supreme Court. I'm going to fight it. They're going to back me up because I gave these guys the job, and it's going to be this. No, they didn't want to do it. It's and you're, you're talking about Brazil, nine out of institutions. Know, institutions here is a way stronger. In Brazil, the only hope, they're trying to follow all the institutional yeah. steps, every single one of them. Yeah, but here's what, what and, doesn't and change, if though. if they don't what, work, what, what that's the only chance. If they don't work, if they, for some reason, there's an expectation 
of the military intervening yeah. under Bolsonaro's what, request. What I don't believe that will happen. I think that's unlikely, but that's not... That's the if, only if it does, we're talking does potential it. civil war if something yeah. like no, that No, there's happens. no civil war. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, no, no. If the military intervenes. No, there's no civil war because there's no... To have a civil war, you need to have another side with guns. The other side is the, the criminal. The criminal. It's the criminal. Well, the they're easily controlled. Traffic dealers and They're easily that. controlled by the military. That's, there's no risk of civil war. If the military stepped in, steps, steps in... Uh, what we'll have is a pressure of international community. Is this video correct? Can you pull up you, that you video? You know what the risk of civil war is Is that an result? accurate video? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe that's September 7th. That's yeah. September 7th. Yes, the yeah. Independence Day in Brazil. You know yeah. what is the civil war risk, in my opinion? Is if the militaries don't do anything. Oh, yeah. Now we have a risk. Yeah, but you under... Because people yeah, guys, are listen, on you're, the you, and they, they, they are not happy at all. You are underestimating that, number one, Role and 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 the number one thing that a, a politician is trying to accomplish is to get on power, yeah. to get elected. That's the number one thing, right? So 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 it's very it's not so much even a question of wisdom or intelligence. Is that there is the country? By the way, Latin America, even our country, is already flowing in certain direction. That's an easy thing to sell. Here's my problem, though. My problem is that even as we are having this conversation right now, we're still not making a good argument as to why Bolsonaro. The fact of the matter is that he lost some Catholics, he lost blacks and pardos, right? He, I, You, I don't know. Wouldn't no, you but say, he is to blame. Of course, he is to blame part of it. That's, there's, there's a lot of videos. Even Evangelica saying, listen, I know what my church is saying. I know that, but it was too much of a, of, of a direct offense. Listen, whether people are blowing it out of proportion or they know how to use the argument better. What I've been telling Pat for a long time is here in the United States right now, we, we, we have Democrats destroying the middle class. But they are making the argument that they are the ones rescuing the middle class. You know why? Because Republicans don't know how to make that argument. It's exactly what yeah. just happened in Brazil. You have a group of people that maybe, yes, they had a better platform. They didn't know how to explain it. Not only they don't know how to sell it, you know, you're still at this very moment where just about every mistake that was made here is being made right now. Uh, and, and so it's not an easy... I, Marvin, I agree partially with you, but the fact is, one... The difference is, one, the mainstream media. The second is, we don't know if he actually won the election. That's my I, point. I, That's I think my point. We don't know. The, our system is completely flawed. And there's the mainstream media. And there's but, no way but, to verify it, though. There's, there's no point. way to verify no, it. No, there's no. And, and my point being, yes, I'm, I'm usually a critic of Bolsonaro for the same reasons yeah, you are. Yeah. But I, I can't, I, it wouldn't be fair to, to blame him completely because... Of what no, I'm not saying completely. That said, we need to take some lessons here. That's the case of 30 years. I think DeSantis, for example, Ron DeSantis, is a name that learned from uh, Trump. Uh, uh, Trump in a lot of ways, but he learned also with the mistakes. Like he's going to be uh, different in terms of how he deals with the public. I think in Brazil, if, if Lula is the next president, the military... Uh, forces don't do anything and all that. If that happens, I think we're gonna need a new uh, 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 Ron DeSantis to learn right. from Bolsonaro's mistakes. Bolsonaro answering Patrick is gonna be still the huge, the largest force in the opposition. He's going, to jail. You're, you're, He's you're, going to jail. He's going to jail. Bolsonaro is going to jail. You mentioned, no him. You mentioned Peterson. You know, Peter, yeah. Bolsonaro is going to jail. He's yeah. not going to run again. The establishment yeah. in Brazil, there's no... If Peterson get out of the country... Not only Bolsonaro is going to jail, all his supporters right. are going to jail. 
That's a very doomed scenario. Including us. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be here. Oh, but they're going to try to arrest us. Alan is here as well. Of course they will. They're going to come after every single one of us. Yeah, but and here. that's one of the reasons why the military intervening is a possibility. Because they know that. Yeah, they, they know that. They know. They know they, it. They, they saw what happened in Bolivia. They know they are the not. The president of Bolivia is in playing. jail. Yeah, they are not. Yeah, but I'm going back to what I, you know, you, you mentioned Peterson before. What Peterson actually stated about Trump was that his brand was winning. His brand was True. manly. His brand was, I'm abrasive. I'm a manly, I'm a, I'm a man's man, right? So that's Bolsonaro. So for Trump to come out and say somebody stole the election from me, that goes against his yeah, own brand, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so at this point, uh, he he's just going to have to walk away from I the whole thing. If he doesn't do that, sad what he, he did will last, hurt last his own brand even more. At this point, it's got to be the army literally intervening. No, I, Bolsonaro, I Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro has a strong leadership uh, of, of the right in Brazil. And he has been saying but that people are that there trying is a right to in Brazil today. But what, what, I don't know Bolsonaro's that there is a right. Brand is not Trump's brand. Listen. I yeah, but I don't know that there is a right in Brazil. I think you're very optimistic when you're saying that. Guys, we grew up in that environment. I, was, I agree. When I was 14 years old, I was... I things was, changed uh, in Brazil. You, Marvin, you, Marvin, things th changed. Those people we, we on protesting the on Maybe that. they don't know they are right-wing or stuff like this. Correct. But they, they share the same values. And I think this is larger than Bolsonaro. Right. The, to understand Bolsonaro and Trump, I think one of the best books I, 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 I read was Victor Davis Hanson from California called The Case for Trump. And The Case for Trump uh, brings the idea of the tragical hero. Uh, he, he's the kind of hero that is there only because he, he's not in the bad side, only because of a, a kind of accident. Something like this. Uh, he, he's not a perfect hero. He, he's not a perfect guy. He's the right guy, the, the guy that you, you need on that time. But then you get rid of him because he's too loud or too uh, messy. And I think what's going on in the United States right now is this. They are looking for a Ron DeSantis as someone that uh, brings the, the Trump uh, stamina against the system, but in a more wise way. In Brazil, we're going to need that. We have some names now. We have like the uh, Minas Gerais uh, governor. Have I that. think there's another election in I, Brazil. I think there's another. No, you're being too pessimistic. I'm I, not. The, the, they stole the election. It looks I, like I, they have been stealing the election for many years. Yeah. I, I so think, what, what guys, does it matter? It's the same thing. Around, around I think you just here. found another similarity, right? The, what got him elected is basically what got him fought. Listen, yes, yes. I'm not going to argue with you against fraud. Uh, elections being listen, like I said, Supposing I'm, I'm, it happened, I'm from yeah. Honduras, right? So it would be naive, right? Knowing what we know about mm -hmm. how these political games are played mm -hmm. in our countries. By the way, uh, even even here at this point, right? Yes. I, th I think yes. it's extremely naive it's for people now to believe this. Yeah, but regardless, do you think Republicans of, are ever going to win Arizona again? Do you think Republicans are ever going to win Pennsylvania again? Never. So it doesn't matter the new leaderships that came that come up. Yeah, but at some the point you can so break. Yeah, but at some point you can break the system. That's what got wow. Trump elected. At some point, that's what got Bush elected. That's what. Got, but at some point you back. can. Yeah. Well. Well. But 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 look, is he right now? Is he gonna make it worse? Or he, actually, I say I, that's what I'm telling you. Those same things get they got him elected are essentially the things that are getting him yeah. not only fired in danger. Potentially having the need to. Can I make an, an analogy? analogy? La, yeah. Last to agree thought with here. you. Yeah. Last thought here. I'm going to agree. Wrap up. Go for it. It's kind of heavy metal yeah. against jazz. Like, uh, 
we, we can't stand heavy metal for too long. Like Bolsonaro and Trump are too heavy metal. We kind of needed him, them uh, to fight the, the system or, or to expose the system. But then we need to move on. And, and it's important to adapt. Interesting. To, uh, the, I, Brazil I, I, is Brazil. You think Brazil Lula, is not Switzerland? Lula's Lula. jazz or no, Lula's more hip hop? Lula's hip hop. It's Lula. hip hop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, hey, uh, 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 I enjoy uh, the dialogue. It looks like uh, the audience. This is what we like to be a little bit of a discourse, debate, banter, and you get to make a decision what you think is going on. Uh, my concern here is purely stemmed from if China can have a lot of influence over Brazil. That's a little too close to where we live, and I think there's one country everybody has to keep their eyes on, and that's China, because they got a big vision on what they want to do, and they look at everybody as beneath them. They see themselves as superior to everybody, and this isn't about Brazil election. This isn't about U.S. This is about you having the freedom to build the life that you want to build, and some countries don't want you to have that freedom to do uh, and build the life that you want to build, hence that being China. Having said that... Uh, fellas, uh, gentlemen, thanks for coming out. Marvin, awesome stuff. Really enjoyed it with everyone. Uh, we're going to put the link below to both of your... You, you, you want to drive to the YouTube channel or Twitter? Where would you like the audience to Twitter. go to? Twitter. Put sure the link good. for uh, both of them uh, on uh, Twitter on how to get a hold of them. And, uh, you know, you guys are very active there as well. But with, with that being said, uh, to everybody, we're not going to do another podcast this weekend, which means happy Thanksgiving to you. Enjoy the time with your family. We'll do it again next Happy Thanksgiving. Week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.